Ticket. It's time for Final Nightmare on Kickstarter. And welcome to episode 75, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ted. I'm still Sean. <laughs> and in, in this part, we talk nerd news. It's nerd news, nerd news, nerd news. <laughs> <laughs> nerd news. Nerd news. Um, we talk uh, nerd news. <laughs> we talk about um, the new casting of the Fantastic Four. Right. right. We talk uh, Google glasses well actually more the cheap knockoff version we talk about the gaudy projection necklace (laughs) i I still don't get that one (laughs) you know and then uh how sean could magically turn into a pimp (laughs) (laughs) that's true also we also talk james bond yes little bond little bond um info uh where uh you get a musical rendition of the new james bond theme somebody That's right, for those people who love when I sing, and I've heard how much you guys like it, so I had to throw a little in every once in a while. So for those people who are interested going, I wonder if Sean's going to sing this week, you got it. It's in there. It's in there, and it's a doozy. Making up my own James Bond theme. You actually came up with words. Came up with words to a new James Bond theme to work with my idea of a new James Bond plot. That's right, new movie. To coincide with Bond 24. Oh, it's be Bond 25. <laughs> Would it be 20? Oh, it's 24. Well, 24 is now. Like, oh, that's right. Next one. Yeah, okay, Bond 25. <laughs> the quarter century of Bond. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then uh, that's, again, more laughs and more jokes. I think I cracked myself up more than anybody else in that episode. <laughs> Got a lot of nerdy debates, I think, too. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I guess... Sit back and enjoy. Yeah, I guess. Or sit back and get annoyed. (laughs) We'll be back. And we are back. Yes, we are. (laughs) Do you hear that in the background? Yes. Do you know what that is? No. It means you source. Is the TV on? No, it's your computer. Oh, really? No, it's my computer, actually. Oh, suck it, Ed. There we go. It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. It's gone. But you listen to Geeksters on AquanetRadio.com, but you can also find us on TuneIn, iTunes Radio, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And go to our Geeksters Facebook page and like us. Yes. And AquanetRadio.com's Facebook page if you haven't already. Like them and tell us we tell me sent you. Yeah, and why is your... Uh... I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying something new tonight, folks. I'm actually going to try and post the news articles as I'm talking about them on our Facebook page. So if you like our Facebook page, it's going to show up on your news feeds. Exciting. There, there you go. I am uh, actually currently putting something up on the Facebook page now. We were coming in and we were listening to uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. Yes. And they were talking. He was talking to a um, documentary film called Legends of the Night mm-hmm. that I now just posted. Ooh. It's basically, uh, you know what? Uh, like, what's my? Uh, we're gonna. Pl- I'm gonna play the trailer. Right, right, you're on. All right, I'm gonna play the trailer so you get an idea what the movie's about. All right, hold on. And there we go. She told me immediately, you need to take Kai to the doctor. He's got leukemia. 
for the next six months, we were in the hospital probably five months. He would identify himself to the nurses as Batman. <laughs> so he took that strength, that courage that Batman has, and he related it to himself. When Bruce Wayne was a boy, he saw his parents murdered before his eyes in the belief that one person can make a difference. Bruce Wayne became the Batman. He became a legend. I am driven by those impressions that I formed as a three-year-old, as a four-year-old. And that was watching Batman and reading Batman comic books. He's able to take this tragedy and make it the source of his great power. This character is in the consciousness of so many people. Every kid who loved Batman, they'll tell you the same thing. It was, he was human, that he had no superpowers. Every kid identified with him. Their stories, but they had a power that was much greater than the four color inks that made up the story. When we read his stories, when we see him in the movies, we see part of ourselves. Not only who we are, but who we could be. And I'm just running and the crowd just got so excited. They're just cheering, Batman, yeah, Batman. These children are fighting to get better. They're fighting for independence physically. And I think that they can see some of that in Batman. Uh, he lifted me up. So I originally thought he wanted it to be psychology of Batman. He says, no, no, no. Let's just call it Batman. Going through this class, you know, it's giving me a big point of self-reflection you know, on who I am and who I'm going to be. I was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was two and a half. I, I would dream that I would wake up with superpowers one day, and when you realize that's not gonna happen, you say, well, wait a second, Batman doesn't have any powers, he does it just fine. Every single studio in Hollywood turned me down and said it was awful and said I was crazy. They said, Michael, you can't make serious comic book movies, it's not done. I brought comic books into sessions and all these young people were so gravitated towards it. It helps people who aren't comfortable with therapy become comfortable with therapy. Kai's wish was to be in a Batman movie. There was no doubt in his mind that he was solving crime, that he was helping people, that he was making a difference. A person very often will get to the point and they'll say, I've exhausted my potential, I can't do any more. There's nothing more I can do. But the lesson of the Batman, to me as a kid, was, you know what, you haven't even begun. What would Batman do if he had cancer? He would try to stand back up and fight it like I did. All right, so wow. that was a trailer. Um, wow. It's the first time I had seen it, and I'm a little choked up there at the end. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, you can't, like, not cry after that. As it's, Kevin Smith is a quote, uh, you will not see a more emotionally engaging Batman movie than Legends of the Night in your entire life. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's stories about how Batman has enriched their lives, mm -hmm. like how it helps them to keep going, the power of story, basically. Right. <clears throat> so, um... Uh, yeah, I don't know when it's coming in theaters, or it's it's actually doing a. Um, I guess it's you can actually request. It says your request is showing at your local theater. Inspire a community, inspire a community, help a charity. We've made it simple, and uh, again, you can go to wearebatman.com dot com to get most of the information and practically all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Very rarely do we do things that are touch the heartstrings. That's true. That's Erica's. Line. Yeah, but she's not here. So we gotta, she's not here. We gotta, so. we gotta cut this. We gotta pull the slack here a little bit here. Yeah. So you can go to um, tug t 
T-U-G-G.com. And you can set up a personalized movie screening at the local theaters in the U.S. I don't know how much it costs, but I'm sure if you get like 100 people in your area or 1,000 people in your area, you probably can do a screening. Right. <clears throat> Apparently, it's, it's gotten positive reviews. I mean, if people who are interested in knowing more about it, I definitely lend you to go to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman because it's all about Batman. And this last week is... Was talking all about this is, It's basically this sits down with the documentarian who... Never made a uh, motion picture ever. No. He comes from a wedding videographer background. background. right. And we learned something new on the way up that he edited the film using Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Old school. Old school. Adobe. What, what? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I strongly, you know, suggest for those people who are fans of Batman or comic book movies or just if you know somebody who's been touched in a positive light by reading comic books or books in general... To go give them a like, and not only give them a like, but also support them. I mean, they don't, apparently the movie's already made, so there's no crowdsource funding involved. Right. But to get, I'm sure they get a something, because it's for charity, if you can get them to come to your local theater. Mm. So, I don't know. For all Batman is giving you, it's time to give back to the bat. That's right. Oh, look at me being all touching. <laughs> 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 Is this wrong to say how much I want to bone Harley Quinn? You know, to kind of balance it out. I need that. <laughs> Only you. Only you would take a a, a a sad moment. Actually, that's my job, really. You know, I'm just saying. Because at the end, the little kid, I was getting all emotional and teary. And it's the second time I've seen it. And I'm like, I'm still getting, you know, a little, little head laugh. I'm, I'm not laughing at this at all. I'm it's just just you. <laughs> How emotional I got? Yes. Can I see? I'm, I'm. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I I felt the tug on the heartstrings a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm little... like watching the trailer. I was like, oh wow, like that's really impactful. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, and then you keep going on about it and start crying. Yeah, just... I got a little teary eyed. Then I remember, hmm, how much I would like to bone the Harley Quinn from Arkham City. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the tight leather. <sighs> oh, Mister S. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway so let's get back to the show okay all right ed so what do you got on uh nerd news what's your uh, since i post an article it probably gave you enough time to post an article on the our facebook page i just it just posted right now or it's actually it's still thinking about it so <laughs> it's it's there. as it's thinking about it i'm going to tell you the title first look at sgu's robert Nepper as DC Baddie, the Clock King on Arrow. Okay. Now, for those people who might remember the Clock King from the Batman animated series, yes, he was an old guy, glasses. Um, it was probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah, he was... He, actually, he was in a couple episodes, the Clock King yes. on. But uh, the first one is really the most impactful one for that show. But he's been around since the 1960s uh, as a foe of Green Green Arrow. Really? Yeah, so he's actually not in the actual rogue galleries for uh, Batman, Batman, but for Arrow. For, for Arrow, right. And uh, the the original King is called... Da, 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 da. Original King? Yeah. Well, actually, it's a, the one you're thinking of is... Um, oh, man, I had it in my head, and I just lost it. Psh. This is where you go to Google. Yeah, you, so, you look up you look up Batman's Clock King, and I will tell you. All right, keep, keep going. I can do two things at once. <laughs> uh, okay, Clock, Clock King Batman the animated series. See, look how easy that was. Well, the, the classic <clears throat> is William Tockman is the original uh, Clock King. 
Yours is going to be Tempest Fugit. Okay. If you say so. That's this, Yes, I'm, Fugit considers his advice. Yeah, he's uh take it at three take it at three fifteen. I just remember like I'm just seeing it's uh the wiki uh, clock king. It's mm-hmm. for Batman the D- D- DC animated universe wiki. Not Wikipedia, but eh. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so um Okay, now have you been watching Arrow? I've been watching it religiously. Yes, yeah, so have I. I, mean, yeah. I know you have. Um, I am up to date until this episode because my oh, sister and I caught up. Right. You finally caught up, right? So I'm finally caught up with the whole half sister of Talia. Yes. For those people who, spoiler, haven't seen it yet. Um, here's a question Do you honestly do you think they're going to bring in Roz or Talia into the show? No. Uh, neither do I. I, mean, I got to be honest, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think that's a Batman universe. And that's... I don't think they want to touch that. I think they'll skirt around now. I, did Talia really have... No. Okay, so it was make a made-up character specifically for this, Arrow. Right. To bring in the whole League of Assassins involved yeah. with Black Canary yeah. and the scene where... Well, I forget the character's name. Uh, Al Ghul, her, her, the heiress to the... Well, I mean, there is a character in the DC universe, but she's not a predominant character like she was in this past episode or a couple episodes okay ago. so so she is but a, she's not a she's not a new league of assassins okay but the my question originally to you is is she part of the dc universe yes so that answer should have been yes yeah not no because that makes me think well, okay she completely made I had up to think about it for a second okay yeah. all right do you need you can take a minute ed i mean i know we're live and all but you can kind of go um i don't think Yes. Now, you do that. All right. See, Erica, this is why you need it in the studio, because you, as I was asking it, you could have been looking it up. Yes. So, but anyway, that is your computer, Ed. Yeah, it is my computer. Why don't you go look on one of those open windows to see if something's playing, and therefore you can turn it off. Yes. Like, it sounds like a commercial. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I got a bunch of, because I'm going to try and post each article as this is going to happen. If I didn't say that already... And, uh, of course, I don't know which one it is. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be eliminating Windows, so eventually that will go away. Unfortunately, if Erica does call in, we won't hear her calling because if I have to mute the button. That's so okay. I'll keep I... eye on the screen here in the corner. Okay, well, we'll just keep talking. Maybe they'll, people will be distracted and not hear that underlining talking dude. What I'll do is I'll just lower it to There it. you there go. go. So we'll be able to hear a little bit. There so they're are. taking the William Tuckman mm-hmm. That's character? the original 1960s character that's going to be in next week's Arrow. So it's going to be... This week, now that the Olympics are all over, TV's coming back. Yay! Yay! Did you watch any of the Olympics? I've watched them here and there, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> Didn't even bother. And, uh, you know, of course, I was watching more for, like, the hockey and the, you know. I didn't even bother that. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was interested in seeing the hockey game there. You're, that's probably your ad right there, buddy. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Now turn it up. There you go. See? All right. <sighs> Keesh. Would never happen if Erica was here. Because <laughs> she, what we should, what we should do is then next week when she's here, you send all the articles to her. Yeah. So she can post them as we're talking. That sounds good. Look at me producing this show while we're on the air. About time somebody does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's good. I mean, let's see they're, they're bringing in more characters yes. from the Arrow universe. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean... They're, they're also you're also talking about and which we missed the episode and it was did not air but um, oh god I can't think of the actor's name he was going to be in it no that was Agents of Shield never mind wrong show <laughs> moving on no one's talking about Agents of Shield 
<laughs> Nobody wants to talk about agents. I, I mean, okay. Well, let's let's touch on that real quick. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they're bringing Sif in for the season finale. I knew that months ago before you were going to bring it up on the show, and I was mm-hmm. like, "That's old." And you're like, oh, "I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention." Right. Um. Now, rumor has it that stuff that happens in Captain America: Winter Soldier coming mm-hmm. out in April, mm-hmm. April fourth. Um, is going to have an impact on what happens in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Like, how, as far as plot points for the show. Like, it, it kind of... Well, like, they did that with the Thor movie. They did that shitty with the Thor yeah, movie. Yeah, it was shitty, but I they mean, did it, was, it. It was basically, oh, we're going to do a Thor tie-in, and all they did was clean up a dirty room. Well, actually, it was the... I think it was more the Avengers. No, no, it was it was Thor. I'm sorry. It was Thor. It was, it was the Thor of Dark World. Oh, right. Because they were in the library where all the guys were out, you know, doing the photo. Like, you need to get out of here. No, it's Thor, you know. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. come in, basically they're the custodian group of, of the government. Right. Like, oh, we're going to clean up. And they were looking for um, artifacts. And that's where they met the guy who, you know, um, the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so I... From the trailer from uh, Winter Soldier, it makes it feel like, now feel, I don't know nothing about it since we haven't seen the movie yet, yeah. um, that they dismantle S.H.I.E.L.D. Or really? they do something. Because like, Robert Redford's being very, you know, like in order to do stuff, you have to break down stuff. Right. And I think he's a senator that's not really for S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm getting the feeling. Okay. I mean, probably go Wikipedia, but this is all, you know, we're geeks, we're just bullshit. Well, they it. might be closing down the superhero branch of uh, the government since the... It, to me, the end of um, Avengers, the orig- the first one, excuse me, they were talking about how much, like, who's, like, at the end credits, you remember that? Where everybody was complaining about, like, who's going to clean all this mess up. Right. They were talking about the damage in New York. Right. That kind of thing. And then some people were like, well, if we have these heroes that can come and, you know, save us, you know, from an alien invasion. I oh, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be that. I think, I think you're looking way too... I think that... Well, I mean, they're touching that in the DC Universe aspect of it. I mean, like, especially with War that came out. And uh, you mean the uh, Marvel Universe? Because the Avengers is Marvel movies? No, but they were they did it in the DC Universe when they were... Uh, that uh, release movie that came out uh, a couple weeks ago, the uh, uh, Justice League War. Oh, okay. And they were talking about... Like, oh, they touched upon that. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's... Both DC and Marvel have run the whole government, like... You guys need to. You guys need to be regulated, bit mm-hmm. to death, numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, most successfully in Marvel Civil War, but DC did it like in the seventies, I think, or eighties, where they had to be registers and all kinds of stuff like right, that. Right, right. Hence the 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 Suicide Squad being brought in. You know, yeah. But I'm I'm talking about like from from the impressions that I get from watching the trailer, and I just saw a new trailer for for um. Um, Winter Soldier. It went more. It was more superhero aspecty. Okay. It wasn't like <clears throat> somehow I get the feeling Robert Redford is kind of like a head of a, not the shadow government, but of the government saying, "Hey, you know what? You guys are out of control. Shields out of control. So we're we're it's costing us too much money to run. We're going to you're Cap. You're either with us or against us. Mm-hmm. And that poses the question in the scene in the movie trailer where. Cap's talking about, like, it's not freedom, that's fear. Mm-hmm. So I think he kind of gets brainwashed a little bit by, you know, Robert, by saying, hey, you know what? S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not really doing its job. It's not really protecting anybody. It's it's enticing fear. Right. 
So if you're for freedom, how can you, it's almost tyranny what they're, what they're doing. I mean, yeah, we understand that they're a part of our branch. That's why we're trying to break it down. So you're either with us or against us. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think Winter Soldier is going to play. I don't know. Like I said, this is all hypothetical just from right, seeing the trailer because right, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to see any spoilers or anything like that. I'm not going to be like that. I need to know everything about this movie before I go see it. <laughs> you know, so... But they say that what happens in Captain America is going to directly affect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the show. I mean, let's think about it. If S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow gets dismantled in Captain America and they want to keep a continuity, something's going to have to shake up the show to to reflect that. Like, you need to see the pros and cons. Because let's face it, right now, my impressions of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as much as I really want to like it, I'm still not on board. Okay. I mean, I've seen every show so far this season. Right. It's just, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it at all. In fact, I see this as a thinly veiled tool to promote the movies that are coming out. Very thin. I said very, very thin. Very thin. Very thin. I think if they get more in deep that way, I think you could probably find a better show. I just think that they need... I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, because they don't really want to do it, but they need to have characters in there. Like, they need... Well, they did add um, Deathlock. Yeah. But it's... he's a third, fourth tier. Yeah, right. Which is fine. I got no problem with third, fourth tier superheroes being in the show, because let's face it, Deathlock is never going to get a movie. Right. You know, at least not that I know of, unless he becomes really popular in the show, then they'll spin off in the movie. But, you know, who knows? Um, I am a couple, I'm like two episodes behind. So I do know they kind of introduced him, you know, in the show. Right. And, you know, so I'm, I'm like, I know he becomes a permanent fixture in the show. All right, that's great. You know, he's got, they got a superhero. But there's still, there's still something missing. Right, right. It's not the, there's, not, there's an element that just is undefinable right now that you can't, you can't put your finger on. But, you know, there's something missing that's, not making it as enjoyable as you want it to be. Yes, definitely. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm always like, I mean, I like I'm, the cast. I'm gonna watch it to the end of the season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the full. I'm committed. Right. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know if season two, if it comes on, I don't know if I'm gonna be on board. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I DVR it, so I'm not watching it live. Right. You know, so that's always a sure sign that I'm not really into the show because. Like tonight, I'm going to watch, you know, right now, Walking Dead's being DVR'd. Mm-hmm. I know tomorrow I'm going to watch it. Okay. You know, or to later tonight, you know, depending on how tired I am, I might just, I know that I'm addicted to that Within show. Within the next 24 hours, you're going to see The Walking Dead. Yes. I have two Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in my DVR, and they were the last two that were recorded out of the four that were recorded. Okay. So I haven't even watched all four. Like, I figured I could watch two, and I'm done. And then I'd be like, "Eh, all right, let me watch the next two. Like, just to clean off the DVR. I'm not really like, what's going to happen this week on S.H.I.E.L.D.? Right. Because I don't care. (laughs) You know, I'm not not fueled by watching the show because there's nothing there keeping me. Right. Like, I don't don't need the whole questions and answers. Like, oh, my God. I don't need cliffhangers every week. I just need, if you're going to do a weekly show... Do it again. Yeah. All right. Why don't you go back to that Hulu page and see if that... Yep. See? You need to keep an eye on that. 
<laughs> in fact, make that your next story. All right. So that way you can close well, actually, that box. Actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of, of, of getting the next story, so I will okay. give that story next, and then I'll go into the Okay, so that way you can close that box so you won't have that annoying... All of a sudden, we're giving free, free uh, ad time. times to somebody we don't know. Yeah, who don't care about. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think, like I said, for, for S.H.I.E.L.D., it's just got to do something. I mean... Something. Anything. Yeah. No, not anything, but... I don't know. I, th- I, th- I really do. I think they should bring some more characters in. Maybe maybe pull Daredevil. Well, Daredevil's getting the Netflix treatment. Yeah, but he can still do an episode. <laughs> he can do some episodes. He can do a cameo in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, I, uh... I mean, they're so busy bouncing around. They're not settled anywhere. Yeah. Maybe they need more of a... I mean, I don't mind the bouncing from place to place, especially if they're going to be... They need to really like focus on maybe getting... Like, I don't... Maybe a little bit more spy adventure, mm-hmm. maybe more superhero conspiracy. Like, I don't know. Maybe they should go after like superhero of the week. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it's like, hey, we got a we got a, a four one one on a guy that can walk through walls and he's killing people. Let's go out there. You know? Right, right. Kind of like how Alphas did mm-hmm. and where heroes fell off. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Well, anyway, so so it's nice to see the Clock King. I'm glad to see the different group because I think Arrow is consistently a good show. Yeah. How about how about the, the mention of Suicide Squad coming in? That was great. When yeah. I saw a man, a man Waller walk in, I'm like, oh. first, okay, her character has definitely like, there's been a little controversy about her character mm-hmm. because the original Amanda Waller was a more heavy set woman. Right. She was more thick. You can kind of say. Yeah. For the new 52, they made her thin and hot. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the thin, hot black chick walk into the cell, and I was like, is that? Oh. First, I was like, thin, hot black chick. All right, I'm in. You know? yeah. <laughs> but when she, you know, and I'm like, all right. So I wonder how that's going to play in later in the season or if that's going to help launch, like, Flash. Right. Because you got to bring, because Flash starts next year, well, this fall. Yeah. So you kind of can't just go, Here's Flash. I think you might see maybe him appear in the last couple episodes of Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Give it a nice little... Give it a nice little boost, and right. then what they should do, in my opinion, and I'm not a TV program whatsoever, Arrow's on at 8, Flash on at 9. Yeah. The DC nice. Power Hour or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the DC Power Hour. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, it's on Wednesday night. The Wednesday night capes and cows kind of... <laughs> yeah, well, I think they're canceling the Tomorrow People. Which Tomorrow is People was canceled, which yeah. was Stephen Mel's brother's show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, you know what? It happens in the business. But, uh, and then with Supernatural's got their spinoff show coming. Yeah. They'll probably do that, like a Thursday night thing with to have them back to back. Right, You know, I mean, because I think CW kind of gets it a little bit on how to do their shows. I think now with the new president, yeah, I think he's kind of going, look, this is big. Let's have a nice lead in to those shows because they're popular shows. Mm-hmm. And if you want Flash to take off, we really should put it on After Arrow. Yeah. If you want the Supernatural show to take off, I think that's going to be more of a difficult thing because I think the, the dynamic of Supernatural is the Sam and Dean relationship. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to check it out, but I don't know if I'm going to be faithfully watching it depends it really is i mean it's less it's something like can really drag me in make a good story or a good you know yeah you I mean you need that hook right away i mean right. i like i love the universe i don't know how well i'm going to do with the characters i gotta 
they haven't introduced those characters yet because now right. they just started signing the elite characters and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, I, I love you know shows going to be on for ten years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right, let's. Right. I'm willing to take a ride with them. Yeah. All right, ready for the next one? <laughs> yes, I am, Ed. What is it? Fantastic forecast reveal. <laughs> I, I I am so on the fence about this. Miles Teller, Kate Myra, and Jamie Bell will join Michael B. Jordan in the latest installment of the comic book franchise. Okay, so three white guys and a black guy. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Three white people and a black guy. Two white guys, one white girl, and a black dude. Yeah. The black dude is Johnny Storm, so it makes the white the the lily white girl his sister. Yes. How's that going to work? I have no idea. Now, I'm going to be honest. I could care less if he's black, because apparently that seems to be what everyone thinks the uproar is about. I have no problem with racial differences. I mean, I mean, of course, I grew up with them all being white because back in that time, that was the, you know, the way it was. And you they know. were a family. I mean, Johnny and Sue were brother and sister, so it would make sense that they'd both be white. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to make them brother, I mean, they could have been black, they could have been white, it didn't matter, it could have been Hispanic. Yeah. But the point is, brother and sister. Right. <clears throat> Reed was in love with Sue. Thing was Reed's best friend. Yeah. There, but they were a tight knit family of friends, kind of thing, like you know, like buddies. Mm-hmm. And I know the Michael B. Jordan guy. He was slated. He was almost like the first guy they mentioned, like almost like a year ago. Yeah. That yeah. he was. If we're doing the Fantastic Four movie, he's going to be Johnny Storm. So people have had about a year to kind of get used to the idea of him being black. Right. A black Johnny Storm. Again, don't care. I thought it worked for Kingpin. I thought, you know, Jamie Foxx looks pretty good as Electro. Yeah. I mean, you know, if... I mean, obviously, you'll see him being black before he becomes the blue electricity thing. And I think that's going to be his main thing. I think people, I don't think anybody cares what his ethnic background is because he's going to be all made up with special effects. Yeah. So you can have anybody. You and I could be Electro. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, um, want some toast? Zat. I can get you all the good channels. Zat. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, yeah, sure, I'll wear the dandelion suit. I don't care. <sighs> I think I might look good in green tights. <sighs> they might stretch a little. Hold on, but... hold, hold on for a second. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Zap. <laughs> Stag electricity. <laughs> hey, kid, look at me, touch me. I'm like that. Those look Tesla balls. <laughs> but um, so I mean, I knew he was going to be Johnny Storm. I think even before they started casting the other three. I mean, they were talking about it. I mean, that's the thing. They they rumored it. I guess pizza to see people how they would react to it. And, I mean, I don't think people really care because they didn't think too much of it because they were like, is this really going to happen? You know, like, you know, like, the, you know, people like, I hope it does or hope it doesn't. You know, like, it, you know, it was like some kind of talk about it, but not a major enough to really because they said it, <coughs> the way they were predicting it because everybody was saying, oh, it's all rumor. It's like right. not true, like kind of thing. Like, like, you know, it's, if, if, it's a, if it's a done deal, then I'll say something. And now it's a done deal. It's a done deal. And people, I think, are bitching. Again, like, well, I read an article. Uh, it's not the article I was reading earlier before we went on air about some writer felt that the reason why people are up in the arms about him being black is because we, we've already been brainwashed into accepting black superheroes mm-hmm. because 
This is being based on the ultimate line of Marvel Comics, launched back in 2004, especially with the Ultimates, with them changing Nick Fury from white, angry, angry white guy to angry black guy. Right. You know, with Samuel L. Jackson. And the problem they made with the Fantastic Four was the fact that they didn't add a black guy back then. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm just like, if they would have added him 10 years ago when they launched the, the comic, no one would care at this point. Right. And I'm like, uh, I mean, as a viewer, like, I mean, I grew up with Fantastic Four. I read them. I watched the cartoon yeah. when they got rid of Human Torch and they replaced them with Herbie the Robot. Oh my God! Yeah, you know because because back then they didn't they thought kids were going to try to let themselves on fire, right? So they had to replace Johnny Storm with basically Herbie. You know, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I tried to forget about that. That's so it. I mean, I, I just I kind of feel like um again don't really care. Would I like to see four white guys? Everything said doesn't matter. They can be all black. They got yeah. few black actors and actresses. Would have we'd be the fantastic foe. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't bother me in the least. It's just the fact that the dynamic of the brother and sister That's Sue it. and Johnny, and it's like, well, Johnny's black, Sue's not. I mean, if Sue was black, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I could get I agree hundred percent. Make those characters black, but you got the whitest white girl. <laughs> Playing now, people are going to go. Well, Jessica Alba was Invisible Girl, and she's from Latin descent. They just slapped blonde hair on her. Jessica Alba had a draw, you know, <laughs> like, and she saw it. This girl is, eh, she's, eh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to fall. Like, you know, of course, the other joke is you take one of the most beautiful women of the world at the time and turn her invisible. Or I don't care if this girl's invisible. She doesn't even. She doesn't even bounce off the whole cast. Yeah. I'll be honest. Visually, the only one I'm interested in seeing. Is Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, because he looks like a guy that would be in this movie, <laughs> like an action hero. Like, okay, I get it. I mean, he was in Chronicle. He was the football player in Chronicle. Yeah, um, and he was in like this. Everyone loved this him in this movie um, uh, that no one saw. <laughs> That's the reason why I can't remember the name of it. He was in the movie that nobody saw. It was yeah. Um, while you keep talking about the uh, article, um, you know, so it basically. I mean, that's, I don't know. I mean, the way I see it is, is the fact is, is that I really don't care. The, the, of course, left the, the two movies previous left a bad taste in my mouth to see Fantastic Four anyway. I mean, I'm probably going to go see it just because it's a Marvel movie and I'm going to go see it. But it's just like, I'm not going to be, oh my God, Fantastic Four is remade and it's coming out and fine. Fruitvale Station, apparently. That's the, um, the big movie that it was like a very drama I've never even heard of it. No one's heard of it, but every, he's getting accolades out the wazoo for it, but everyone's going, yeah, it's great. He's a great actor in a movie no one saw. Yeah. He was the voice of Cyborg in the Flashpoint Paradox. Ah. So we've have, we've, we've, we're, we know him. Yeah. And like I said, he was in uh, Chronicles as Steve Montgomery. Ah. Um, he was also a voice in Gears of War, Friday Night Lights, Lie to Me, the TV show. But needless to say, okay, black guy Johnny Storm, I don't care. Right. You know, I'm more curious how you, like, maybe it comes from, like I said earlier, like the Brady Bunch, you know, white mom married with a kid, marries black man with a kid. Right. You know, uh, who knows? Who could be? Or maybe, uh, you know, it could be a white mom with a black kid. You know, maybe she, maybe he came from an interracial company. I'll, I'll be ticked if they don't explain it. So will I. I. I, like, I think that if they, when they made the announcement, I think they should have said, yes, we all know he's black. No one cares. But if you really must know... They're adopted 
right. brother and sister. All right, I mean, yeah. All I want is an explanation. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't care if he's black. Yeah, I don't care if she's white. I gotta care their brother and sister. Explain that to me. Yeah, <laughs> just just so I like not so I can kind of accept it because right now that's the only thing I'm scratching my well, one of the two things I'm scratching my head about. The other thing is these people really. <laughs> no, I'm really more scratching. They're really gonna make another one. <laughs> well, they have to. <laughs> Why? I know Cause, they keep cause the licensing. Tw- well, yeah, twentieth Century that. Fox and Warner. You want to keep the licensing? You got to keep making I, movies. I think they. I think they should just cut their losses and give the Fantastic Four back to Marvel. Let Disney bury <sighs> him somewhere deep in a hole. No, home. Disney. There's a franchise there. There is. I mean, you know, I think well, the, the we latest. Need, we need somebody who can write a script. Then the latest rumors too. They're going to make Doctor Doom a woman. Really? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would I have a problem with. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't know because uh, I don't know. Just oh, I think the misogynistic Ed's coming out. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I mean it, when you uh, you know what? I guess because there's a lot of powerful women now these days. I guess you can <laughs> make it acceptable. I mean, nah, I don't know. It just, it just. I mean, it depends on how they go. I mean, if they do the Doctor Doom origin where him and um, you know what's his face. <sighs> Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Richard Reed. Reed. Reed Richards. They were buddies in college and there was an accident that made him disfigured. Yeah. That lab partner could be a chick. True. You know, if they go that way. I mean, it could also work too with how they did in the, the movie, him being a powerful socialite, you know, in love with Sue. See, now that's another thing too, is that Dr. Doom was interested in Sue. Right. So that, I mean, are they going to make it a lesbian? I think, Dr. That, Doom? I think that would be stretching it. That's the porn version. Yes. <laughs> that would be the full, like, the, if you pull any more, it's going to snap. The FFXXX. <laughs> Fantastic Four Triple X, a porn parody. <laughs> Look, my junk's growing. <laughs> Sue turning invisible, touching herself while she's watching, you know, people make love. And then all of a sudden, she coughs. Do you hear something in her room? And then she kind of reveals herself. Thing you know, comes out, I'm rock hard. You, yeah, thing comes out, you finally get the answer, whether or not it's junk's orange rock, yeah. <laughs> a la Marads. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I gotta, I'm looking at these people now. Uh, okay, now they haven't, the first kid, um, the two in the end, Michael B. Jordan and this lily white guy yeah. who looks like he's in shock, that he's standing in front of the camera. Yeah, like, huh? Huh? The two of them are currently in the movie... Um, I'm going to say about last night, but I don't think so. It's, uh, oh, he's in another romantic comedy that just came out, the two of them. Damn it, Ed, you're making me Google. <laughs> God damn, Erica. Yeah, no, Erica's making you Google. She took the yeah. night off. She took the week off. Yeah. This is her fault. We only blame the people who are not here. Okay, Michael B. Jordan, here you go. Uh, it is That Awkward Moment. That's the movie him and the other dudes in. I'm going to click on that, and the other guy, what's his name? Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. He is, I think, going to be Mr. Fantastic. I'd buy that, because he kind of looks like that Mr. Fantastic look to him. Um, still in that picture. The only, like, uh-huh. the only chick in the shot, obviously, is Sue, uh, Sue Storm or um, Reed Richards, depending on, I mean, Sue Richards, depending on, obviously, I don't think they're going to be, like, already married. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be like it's going to be girl boyfriend and girlfriend type of if uh, at all. Or he he probably is pulling off the. See, this is the problem when you look at that cast. I think awkward love, like unrequited love, like I've always loved from far but never said anything kind of thing. 
Yeah, I'm, like, just, I'm just trying to find this guy who's going to play the thing. Here. The guy with the big ears with yeah. his taxi doors open. Yeah, yeah. I Jamie don't... Bell. Yeah, and those those ears. I'm like, I'm like, I hope they pin those back. Seriously, I mean, Jamie, Jamie. Well, if he's covered under orange rock, no well, one's gonna I mean, care. Yeah, you know, before he gets put under orange rock, because you know it's going to be another origin story. They're not gonna, they're not going to start over like. Oh well, we already have two. Use those as reference, and yeah. then we're going to have uh, number three coming out with this new cast. <laughs> I'm looking. Okay, I'm looking at his his resume. Uh, He's going to be in the Adventures of uh, rumored Adventures of Tintin, Prisoner of the Sun. So I guess I'm assuming it's voice acting. Yeah. Um, was he? The, was he? Yeah, he was. He was Tintin in the Adventures of Tintin. Okay. Okay. So you probably heard his voice. Uh, he was on Man on a Ledge. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. Now here I love this filth. He was Ray Lennox. I never saw that movie, yeah. but filth. Okay. Right. Uh, then in Nymphomaniac Volume 1 and Volume 2. Whoa. Okay. I'm assuming <laughs> his name was Kay. I'm assuming it's probably some, you know. Uh, he was in the show Defiance. He was in Jumper. He was Griffin in Jumper. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Like, I saw Jumper. I don't remember him. But uh, then again, I think I blocked out Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> he was in King Kong. He was Jimmy. Okay. The remake, I guess. He was also in King Kong, the official game of the movie, as Jimmy. <laughs> and he was Billy Elliot in Billy Elliot. All right. Okay, okay that's now, the ears. See, the ears. There it is. There yeah. it is. Now I'm, like, not going to see this movie now. Just because of that. <laughs> really? Yes. I like Billy Elliot. That Jim Carrey in it, didn't it? No. I think he was doing the narrative. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. You know what? I, I, don't, I'm like, I don't remember. Why don't I just click it? And just go find out. Find out. No, Billy Elliot. It was the kid who wanted to be a dancer. The dancer one, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not the one you're thinking of. Yeah. What the hell was the one I was thinking of? <laughs> Oof, whatever. All right. So I, I I look at that cast and I just go, nope. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I mean, I'm gonna have. This is one of those movies I'm gonna have to see like stills, like production stills. I'm actually gonna have to probably like follow it like an asshole and like <laughs> and why like see every like any article that comes out and just read it and just. You know, actually form an opinion and be one of those morons to go. I'm gonna hold my fold my arms while I'm sitting there for an hour and a half in the theater and watch <laughs> it and go, hmm. And then this, you know, they got to really wow me now. Yeah, impress me, Marvel. Impress me. Uh, do it, 20th Century Fox. See what you can do with these characters. It's your your mediocre rise to the X Men's calling thing. Keep me going to this movie. That's right. Yeah. And they're good. Most of, them. most of them. Most of them. I would argue part three. Yes. <laughs> so would I. Um, Somewhat. Yeah, so back to that, I'm, I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not. All right, so what's the next article that you Next did? one. Did this you is, post this article? This is, well, I'm going to. It's going to be posted as we speak. Ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Oh. There it is. It okay. should be on there. James Bond 24 movie to be directed by Skyfall director Sam Mendes, who hopes that the new film will return and reclaim some old, the old irony of his movie. I have no idea. The old irony? Who huh? hopes that the new film will reclaim some of the old irony of his movie. I guess the whole, um, like, hey, look, I'm the irony of the character. I don't know. Uh, with these British people. Who oh, here it is. Uh, John Travolta will be starring opposite. Well, it's it's rumored. Well, he's talking about he'd like to be in the cast. Of course, the return of Ralph Fiennes it will, as M, uh, Ben Whitshaw as Q, 
Noemi Harris as MI6 head secretary Eva Moneypenny will return, as well as Daniel Craig as James Bond. Uh, isn't this his last James Bond movie too? It could be. I think I think he was only scheduled for four, four. But he was looking to look at maybe doing two more after this. Oh, okay. Because he's trying. He wants to maybe be the most. He wants to beat out Sean Connery's yeah, record. Right. Fuck that, Sean Connery will come out of retirement for one last James Bond movie. It'd be like an animated adventure. <laughs> it's I, James Bond, 007, as an old man. Just, uh, I would, you know, I would see a Pixar James Bond movie with I would. him as a voice. Yeah, do it like kind of like the because uh, I've been seeing a lot this weekend on uh, AMC the uh, uh, Beowulf style, like uh-huh. realistic cartoony yeah. type style. I'd watch it. Yeah, especially with Sean Connery, the voice of James Bond. Yeah. Boom, I'm in. Yes. 007. Sure, Shani. Especially like, like how he was in the 60s. Like yeah, that. you could do him in the, in the, the 60s. 60s. You could do like a 60s style version of that. You could do a modern day. You could still do yeah. a modern day, but it just take that old 60s character and put him in a modern day okay. universe. Didn't, that, didn't they do that with Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> Connery had better teeth. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, yeah, John DeVolta is. <laughs> Hey, Bond. Uh... Basically, though, what what he means about bringing out the old irony is is that he does not doesn't do shtick comedy, which a lot of the Bond films were. He doesn't have the one liners, right? And he, he says unless he sees it as a part of the film that he could make it happen, but he doesn't like doing those kind of things. He like, wants to... yeah, like the whole you play, What's your name? Plenty O'Toole, named after your father, perhaps? Yeah. You know, or what's your name? Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. <laughs> but you need names like that. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, I think in order to get those kind of irony kind of things, you have to go back to old Bond where you have Christmas Jones, Pussy Galore, um, Girl X, Plenty O'Toole, and some of the other, uh, what was it, Helena Moorhead or Goodhead? Dr. Goodhead. Dr. Goodhead. Come on. <laughs> that just screams sexual innuendo name. And you need the old, but the problem is now with today's audience, it's almost like what's your name, Doctor Goodhead. You kind of see him turn like a la like Mister Bean. That's <laughs> 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 the thing. You know, you want him to look at the camera going, "Huh? Huh? Huh? Hey, stick around for another hour and a half, and I'll let you know." <laughs> <laughs> or as we do in movie time, thirty seconds. Yeah, like yeah. What's your name, Dr. Goodhead? Oh, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're in bed together. <laughs> Apparently, your name does your name does not give you enough good reputation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, see, I can't. I, I, I don't know. So I've gotten so used to the the, the the bond that we have now that I think going back to that, yeah, it almost kind of becomes almost a parody then. Right. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think... If done I, right, you can kind I of think, get chuckled. I think Craig could pull it off. I really do. I think if he just... One little... Just one line or just one quick... Not the whole movie. Just one little joke. Well, yeah, okay. Maybe like, like, Skyfall had a bunch of that, but it was the 50th anniversary bond, so you can kind of get away with that. Right. I don't know. I just... You know, what's your name? Plenty of tool. Named after your father, perhaps? I, I, just, I just can't see him. Yeah. I don't know. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. John Travolta doing it. Oof. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. What? Who? I got to work on that. <laughs> James Bond 24, the longest movie franchise of all time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
It's uh, going to be coming out, though, November 6, 2015. So look forward to that. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm sure the title will be coming out soon. It's and... Bond. I'm required by law to go see it. Because <laughs> I love James Bond. I, it's my full-time favorite character, all-time favorite movie series. Yeah. I, you can't, I've, I've seen every film, so. I've seen it more than I've seen, I've seen other once. films, and I've seen those parodies. I've seen the, yeah. everything about it. I mean, I got my, my 50th anniversary box set. You don't. Nah, 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 nah. Man with the poor kid. Um, I think it's, I think it's on sale, though, so you probably can get the whole box set like mm. I did. I'm trying to get it for free. Uh, when's your birthday? <laughs> June. <laughs> Keep wishing, buddy. <laughs> Might be a good sale. You, you should have, like, Christmas time, you should have. I tried. Really? <laughs> it was on the list. <sighs> you see, that's where you kind of go, I want nothing but this. So no one can go, well, I got to spend money here or spend money there. One gift, that way you know you're guaranteed to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you messed That's up. That's why I screwed it up. All right. So what else is? What's your next article? The next article is celebrate Godzilla's 60th anniversary with the original films return to theaters. Ooh. So this April, starting April 15th, I believe it is. Yes, the 60th anniversary, the 1954 version will be released uh, starting at the Hollywood uh, Fest Film Festival, and then we'll kick off a nationwide tour before, a month before the so year. So the day your taxes are due, let's watch a disaster film it's called Godzilla. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I am... Have you seen the new poster for the Godzilla movie? No. I'm trying <sighs> to kind of stay it's, away. You know what? It's, I mean, okay, see the picture that you have yeah. on? It looks like that, except it looks like it's in San Francisco, like the background of San Francisco. Ah, uh, okay. But he looks identical. To the original. To the original. I mean, except more polished and more computer animated. Right. Instead of guy in rubber suit. You know what I did the other week? What did you I don't do? Know, did I mention it on the show or not? I was feeling a little down, a little bummed out, and I was like thumbing through channels. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was on. No, you didn't know. Didn't yeah. You? Uh, it was like the last 20 minutes, too. Wow. It was perfect. It was right when Mechagodzilla was beating the shit out of Rodan. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you see the Godzilla come out of the water, and they had the baby Godzilla. Godzuki. Godzuki. Like, you know, yeah. I found out that movie, I think, was 1994 that movie was made. Really? Yeah. No. I, you, I'll bet you a dollar. Uh, I'm not going to bet that. Okay. It just on. feels weird. That, that... I, I know. Godzilla. G-O-D-Z-I-L-L-A versus Mechagodzilla. 1993. Wow. Yep. I got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed, uh, what do you call it, Godzilla 2000? That was a good one, too. That wasn't, was that the one with Matthew Broderick? No. Oh. No, it was actually called Godzilla 2000. Oh. The guy in the rubber suit. And... Oh, that's right. I remember that one. Yes, that, that was, was a good one. That was good. That's right. right. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Jeez, so many Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably the long, another long-running series. series. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, all right, so then, uh, okay, would, now would you go see the theaters to see it? The 50th, the, the, the original? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, something as, you know, as nostalgic as that. I mean, you know, because, I mean, you could buy it on DVD and take it home and watch it whenever and, you know, kind of play around with it that way. But, you know, the, to go see it in the theater, you know, and just see it on the big screen with all these people and their well, reaction. I, I did see the 50th, yeah, you know, when they released Dr. No into the theater. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I don't know. Bad dubbing and all that. I guess it would be an experience. 
It's more. It's more. It's not really to see the movie. It's, it's more the, the experience, experience to see seeing it on the big the screen. Reaction, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Because I went. I mean, as many times as I've seen Doctor No, I went to the theaters to see it to say I saw it in the theaters. Mm. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The movie still worked. I mean, it's still. I still find Doctor No one of the boring of the movies. Really. Yeah, because it, it introduces the character kind of, and there was not like there's not many gadgets. I mean, I'm true. A, I'm true. A, you know, being a tech geek, I do like. What's what's we think the best Connery Bond film is? I I always did kind of like Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's when he he left, um, and then had um, George Lazenby mm-hmm. make a Bond movie, and that didn't yeah, do Magic so the well. Secret so Service, and then he came back and did the Diamonds Are Forever. forever right. I like that movie because I liked him. Plenty of tools in it. Much my favorite names. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, the two gay guys are the bad guys. Yeah. And, you know, when Bond, they, they knock him out and they dump him into the trunk and the guy's, per- like, I guess Cologne falls out. Yeah, and breaks the bottle. Breaks the bottle and then Bond's in this long tube that's going to get, you know, welded. You know, basically that's how they're going to kill him. Yeah. And there's a rat and Bond goes, one of us smells like a tart's handkerchief. <laughs> and he sniffs and he goes, I'm sorry, chum, it's apparently me. Like, <laughs> I'm like... Who uses a tart's handkerchief? Well, in... the best is what he what if they they the machine breaks down and they open it up because he stops uh-huh. it and he opens up and he goes, yeah, I was out taking my rap for a walk and yeah. I got lost. Again, the irony. Yes. Like the, the, those. Like I just I don't know. If, I don't know if you can. I just don't know if Craig can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, all right. Well. So mine is Goldfinger. I think his is that was the best. Yeah, that is a good one too. Yeah. That's yeah. more darker. I like that. You expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> it's always the classic. Hey, I'm about to kill the hero. So let me just gab. I'm going to tell you my whole plan. Just, just once. I mean, okay. My thing is, I love those movies, but just once, have the bad guy just walk in and go. And they've done it in a couple of movies. Like I'm not going to tell you the plan. Yeah. That would be really surprised. Just walk in, shoot Bond in the head after you have him tied up. You don't need to do the fancy laser. Right. Just pop. All right. And the move. <laughs> you got caught. You got caught. You're dead. Instead of giving you a long-winded story about what I'm going to do so the rest of the audience can catch up on how you're going to defeat me, I'm just going to walk in, pull out my gun, and, and shoot you. And double eight, eight finally goes, finally, I'm in the movie. Yeah, Exactly. To the 007-008 switchover. Or, you know what I would like to see them do? Okay, now this is me fangasming out. Uh Okay, there's always been this controversy of whether James Bond has been a real person or an acronym for whoever is 007. Uh Like, you could be 007 until you die in line of duty, then they hire me to refill your spot so I become James Bond 007. Right. Two different guys, and that's how they explain the the Bond being around for fifty years. Yeah, I kind of buy that now. Like I remember because Dave, you know, uh, Sipon mentioned that, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? I, actually, I can kind of buy that because I always thought it was just one guy. Really? Yeah. I, no, yeah. I didn't. It was Her Majesty's Secret Service that made me think it was a different person because of the intro. The intro, yeah. Where he kind of turns you expecting someone else. No, he said. He says, usually this doesn't happen to the other guy. And then he, then he walks off. Gotcha. Right, That was right. the whole thing. And then you were like, oh. And then my dad explained it to me. He says, yeah. He goes, he goes, you figure Bond through the years is going to be 
a different character because he's not like how many times do you think he would die because it's not like every because these are the stories that like he's successful right but there is times he'll he would die i mean like yeah i guess you're you know, right there's not going to be the moron or like bad when, guy giving the monologue of oh, right the, story. the smart he's, bad guy he's he's bang. Bang, right <laughs> or when they introduce they finally got pierce brosnan to be uh in goldeneye yeah. the trailer is him coming out and he does the bang and they go and he go were you expecting someone else yeah you know it's like all right so what I would like to see them do, Daniel Craig starts off his bind. You had the whole intro movie, and then he gets killed. And then they hand over the next James Bond and see him adjust to being the new James Bond. That'd be a good story. You know, and, and go like, okay, I always say that Idris Elba would be a great James Bond. Yeah. Again, black guy. Again, see, I'm so okay with Bond being a black guy. Yeah. After 50 years, give it to a black guy. The, the right one. And I think he, I mean, I don't want Samuel L. Jackson. I'm 007, bitch. You know, I have a license to kill and I'm going to kill every last one of you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not him, but Idris Alba would work. He's got the strong, silent, I'm 007. I'm going to kick all your asses because look at me. I'm Idris Alba. I'm a bad British motherfucker. <laughs> so why not have that moment where Daniel Craig gets shot? You know, the guy going, "Oh, Mister Bond, you expect me a long, big monologue of how I'm going to destroy the world so you can get out of it? No, guess what? Bang, booyah!" <laughs> <clears throat> and then he wins yeah. in the like, opening little thing, and then you have the whole fade to black, and then you have the naked women and you know that the whole music with some. You know, like Madonna singing the theme song, like, <laughs> back from the dead, he's coming back from the dead. <laughs> 007 <laughs> is back from the dead. <laughs> I know it's Star Trek, but it just works. <laughs> just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> 007, <laughs> he's back from the dead. <laughs> And then you fade the, you fade back in, and you see Idris Elba being inducted as 007. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? 007, you're sent back from the dead. <laughs> oh, gosh. <coughs> no. <laughs> like, he was best friends with the guy, with Daniel Craig, and he was, like, next in line. Because you never know, like, how they do the switchover. Right. So maybe he's like a, like maybe he's like double O twenty seven. Double O twenty seven. You know, like someone that you know he's like he's an office like he's a spy in training or something like that. <laughs> get you know, that accountant up here. Yeah. You know, get that angry black British dude. I think he'd make a good James Bond. What do you guys think? Yeah, but he's doing the books. I, let's give him some field testing. You know? I think he he might scare people. You know, you see him with glasses, you know, tap, 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 tap. Um, the books are not balanced, sir. Tap, 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 tap. You know. Why is this adding up right? <laughs> Damn you! You know, just kind of mix it up a little bit. And he doesn't have to actually be that way. You don't have to go comedy. But, I mean, let's say he was in the... Uh, he, he was just a regular spy. Yeah. I mean, in order to get the double O status, you had to be super duper super spy. Right. You know. Well, there's two kills. Huh? Oh, boy. Ah! 
<sighs> Hold on for a second. Let's get everybody strap in. It's about to go nerd. <laughs> <laughs> No, it requires two kills on a case <coughs> that you're working on to get double O status. What? Did you read that? Yes. Where? It's in the book. What book? It's in uh, Casino Royale. Oh, okay. Where Bond has to be on a mission and kill two people and that gives him double O status? Right. Well, not Bond, but getting the Bond name. Yeah, but you would think, okay, hold on. Okay, maybe there's a reason why you have to let you know the reality go. Mm-hmm. Because I would think that any spy on any mission could kill more than two people at some right. point. Well, it, you have to. I, I, it's been a while since I read the book. So I have to kind of go back and. and Alfred! Oh, yeah. wait, there's nobody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Idris Alba's like on a case working side by side with Daniel well, Craig or something? What? No, no. You know what the thing is, is that <coughs> you can make. You can still do it this way, just that he's not Bond until the end of the film. No, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying do it in the beginning of the film. Him and 007, he's a regular spy, you know, whatever, and he's on a mission. 007 is using him. They're working together, mm-hmm. right? They're on a mission. Idris gets his two kills, mm-hmm. you know. Bond dies, right. so, you know, on that mission before the opening credits. So he becomes Bond. They move him into 00 stat, 007 status. Yeah. And now he is the new 007, yes. the new James Bond. Yeah. I, I would like to see that in film. I mean, I think you've done right to work. And all of a sudden, 007, he's back from the dead. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think we've beaten that dead horse. <laughs> or have we? <laughs> you two. I'm just saying. He's up to something. Yeah. You're up to something. What are you up to? I guess we'll find out in a few minutes, won't we? Uh-huh. <laughs> Supplements are great. Oh, you ah, stupid, stupid commercial. Wah. Wah. All right, ready? <laughs> ready for it? Yep. Let me know. Mr. Nutritionist hey. is talking about mega red krill oil. <laughs> Here we go. Double O seven, he just got killed in action, and now I'm taking his place. Double O seven. It was better as a start. <laughs> Daniel Craig was killed in action. I am now Idris Elba. <laughs> hey, hold the weaver. Huh? Oh, uh, come on. Give it to me. Huh? Here we go. He's back from the dead. 007. Back from the dead. He is 007. Idris Alba. 007. He's back from the dead. 007. He's back from the dead. Idris Alba is now him. Idris Alba is now 007. He is now James Bond. Screw Daniel Craig. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'll work. (laughs) There you go. I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. (laughs) I would. I would so see that movie, especially if I was doing it. We got some nobody doing it. 007! (laughs) 
See me on the Oscars? Yeah. <laughs> Performing live from Geeksters, Sean. <laughs> He's back from the dead. <laughs> no auto-tune. I'm going on that route. <laughs> it's not like Peter Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Adele. <laughs> 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 uh, once again, a bit that only only makes us laugh. <laughs> All right, before you go to the next, um, have you seen the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? No, I have not. Uh, well, you're in luck. Oh, really? I have it up for those people All who are right. listening. Here we go. You need to. I did. All right. Just saying. Here you go. It's coming. Yes, visual jokes here on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, hey, cool man. No problem. No problem at all. Who are you? Star Lord. Who? Well, Star Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Forget it. <laughs> As you can tell, they're going comedy. We arrested these five on Xandar. Check out the rap sheets. Drax. A.K.A. the Destroyer. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in his search for vengeance. Gamora, soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Groot, he's been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. <laughs> Peter Jason Quill. He's also known as Star-Lord. Who calls him that? Himself, mostly. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's mine. You son of a Hey, take those headphones off right now. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a holes. Eight one fourteen. Wow, I am shocked. Really? Yes. Looks good. Yes. You you were you were iffy about this movie. I was very iffy about this movie. I remember you were like, eh. especially some of the cast choices. Uh, Not yeah. all of them, but some of them. I was kind of like Chris Pratt. I mean, I like Chris Pratt as a comedian. Yes, he's good at and the I, Office. Right. And then I I, remember, I saw or, a meme uh, where Parks he, and Rec. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he in the office too? No. I thought he was in the office for like a, a couple shows. If he was, I don't remember that. In the beginning? Uh, no, I'm thinking the other guy. The guy who was engaged to the secretary? Yeah. No. Okay, Park and Recreation. But I also know him too from Wanted. He was 
James McAvoy's friend right. who gets hit in the face with the keyboard. Yeah, because he know. was cheating on him. With yeah, his he was banging yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. you were iffy about him. Yeah. Rest of the cast. Mm. Okay, now Batista to me because he plays Dax. Right. He's the. I was like, well, I've never really seen him act, but good visual choice. Right. Groot and Rocket are obviously computer animated. Yeah. But you got Vin Diesel doing the voice for Groot. Right. You got Bradley Cooper doing the voice for Rocket. Yeah, right. Um, Gamora is played by um, Ohura. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Zoe. Um, Deschanel. No, not no. Zoe Deschanel. That's that's a new girl. <laughs> so, Zoe. It's Jess. <laughs> Salen. Salen Dara. Yeah, Salen Dara. And then Amy Pond, the chick who played Karen Gillian, yes. is playing. I always forget that character. That character's name. It's basically um, Thanos's Thanos's uh, granddaughter. Yes. Yeah. You know, so she's in it. Right. Obviously, um, C. Riley's in it. Or what his name is? The guy from Everything. Yes. Talladega Nights, whatever. <laughs> but it's they're definitely. Well, going... the thing is, uh, he's he's. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen that show late at night on on Cartoon Network called Check It Out. No. A horrible, horrible show. <laughs> horrible. It's I, I understand why it's on the middle of the night because you're so freaking tired that you'll laugh at it. <laughs> but it stars that guy. I can't think of his name. Thomas uh Michael C. Riley, Thomas C. Riley or It's some C. Riley. Yeah. He was uh son of a bitch. I have to look it up now. God damn it, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's not calling back either, is it? No. Cause she's I like, working. I'm gonna I'm gonna relax at my sister's house. Have fun. <laughs> Let these guys flounder and try yeah. and figure things out. Yeah, they need us. Yeah, they, they need, need me. me. Um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. We also got Michael Rooker. Oh wow, really? Uh huh. Benicio del Toro. I knew he was on it. Yeah, he was the Thor. collector, right? Yeah, he is the collector. The collector. Karen Gillian's Nebula. Oh, okay. Lee Pace is Ronan the Accuser. I guess he just goes around going, You did it! He did it! <laughs> I accuse you! <laughs> um, let's see. I'm looking here. Uh, Michael Rooker is Yondo. Dave Batista is Drax the Destroyer. Glenn Close is in it as Commander Raheel. Wow. Again, heavy power. Like, like a lot of people go, well, She's in it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the surprise... So- it seems to be like they get. We had it. We had this argument when uh, Robert Redford was in Captain America. How uh, you're like? I'm thinking these actors are knowing. Like, I want a good paycheck. I gotta be in a Marvel movie. I I don't. Or I gotta be in a superhero movie. Let's put it that way. I'll generalize. Or maybe it. keep them. Uh, you know what? There's probably a thinly veiled. Like, well, especially uh, Michael Douglas being an Ant Man. But the, the thing is, though, he Ant-Man. actually said he wanted to be in it. Exactly. So that kind of makes me. I don't know if it's more of a. It helps my career, or because I think it looks like it's fun. Like when was the, Michael Douglas is the kind of actor. Robert Redford is another actor. Glenn Close, an actress. You don't really see them donning on. You know, being standing next to a guy in a tights. Like I mean, let's face yeah, it. You're going. Many, you're going movies, to see how many movies can you do seriously as Glenn Close. Trying to get an Academy Award because that's what she usually shoots for. She shoots for roles that are going to be an Academy Award nominated you roles are... because she's been nominated so many freaking times. It's not even funny, but she's deservingly so. I'm not saying she's right. Not she's a great actress. But the thing is, is after a while you're like, I want a freaking paycheck. I want to. I want to. I, I mean, don't like, think they get paid for see, this guy. I don't stuff. think Glenn Close has to worry about a paycheck. 
I think she may have to more like, I think that Robert Redford, Robert Fred Redford doesn't need anything. Right. He does projects that he wants to do. You probably walk up and go, I got an idea for a thing. You want to be in it. If he likes it, sure, why not? The guy's an accomplished director. Yeah, but you think that if those actors and actresses get to an iconic status that people won't approach them because they're afraid of them saying no or saying it's ridiculous and like like wasting their time because they, they do all these great roles but see, over I, the years. Now, I say that I think that that is more of a tenement to the quality of work that Marvel motion pictures put out. Who was the biggest star of the DC movie so far? Of the DC movie. Christian Bale was pretty much nobody when he was Batman. Yeah. He, Batman helped him become the mega superstar that he is. Mm-hmm. Okay? Name somebody. Uh, Gary Oldman is probably the only guy. And Michael Caine. Let's say Michael Caine was going to be my... But Michael Caine really has been out of the limelight. I mean, let's, let's face it. The last thing I remember seeing Michael Caine was Jaws fucking 4. <laughs> okay? As a predominant role. He's been in a lot of films since then. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, he's been in the Austin Powers movies as Austin's dad. Well, he was also in that movie, that drama, uh, spy drama movie I can't think of the title of. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? No. No? That was before that. Before that? I, yeah. yeah, no. See, but I mean, Gary Oldman brought a legitimacy to the role, to the movie, same with Michael Keane. But there were, you know, there were kind of, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of like, I don't see. I think Gary Oldman's a guy who'll take a paycheck. He's great at his job, no doubt about it. I mean, right. obviously, he was in RoboCop. Yeah. He's going to be in the next um, Planet of the Apes movie. Right. So he, he's a great character actor. I mean, the guy disappears in every role he's in. Not in Paranoid. No, Paranoia. <laughs> Paranoia. Yeah, folks, we watched Paranoia on Thursday. You can pass on that one. Whew. <laughs> Him, Harrison Ford. Don't Monk. get paranoid not seeing it. It's paranoia. <laughs> no, I'm saying them. Uh, don't be paranoid about not seeing paranoia because it yeah. was horrible. Harrison Ford mumbling his way through seeing. You were from I have this tough cell phone. Go from the, here to the Kessler. You were standing on my shoulders. Now I'm standing on your neck. That was actually a pretty good hours of work. Thank you. It was right out of the and the, the same emotional drive. <laughs> Except he was a little more angry or more like, you were standing on my... Now I'm standing on your neck. <laughs> you sign over the company to me. 40 cents to the dollar. <laughs> I'm still angry. I shot first. <laughs> but yeah, past that movie, folks. I, I, Gary Oldman, Harrison Ford, you think... okay? Great cast. Thor's brother. Liam Helmsworth. <laughs> Great cast. Horrible movie. <sighs> Horrible movie. Horrible movie. Horrible movie. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. So, but I mean, <laughs> I just don't think that those guys, like Robert Redford, I don't think really needs it. I mean, I think... I think it's relevance really now more than anything. I, I mean, Robert Redford, I mean, he, he directed a movie. It was the uh, Conspiracy Theory. It was about the assassins that assassinated uh, Lincoln. There was a bunch of conspirators that helped John Wilkes Booth kill Lincoln. Is that the? That's not the Mel Gibson conspiracy theory. No, no, it's about it's a, it's a period piece. I know it's a period piece. I'm talking James going. McAvoy. He was a lawyer. It's called the conspirator. Conspirator. Oh, yeah, that's the difference. All right. <laughs> yeah, big difference. Conspiracy <laughs> theory is Mel Gibson and Ju- uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Where Matt he plays crazy. Go figure. <laughs> but I, like I said, I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, like. 
okay, John C. Riley, I can see because he's in quirky comedies with Will Ferrell, yeah, all the time. So yeah, yeah. so I mean, he can pull it off, because, and he's a big name. But I just like, like the, I consider Robert Redford, Glenn Close, Michael Douglas, actors that don't really need the fame or the paycheck. I you know I think I think after a while, like certain actors. They they get to that high level status where everybody knows their name. They can name a movie, a favorite scene they were in, something that makes it iconic. And then after a while, the, you know, you're talking now about the Chris Evans, the Henry Henry Cavill's, the you know, the new breed of super actors. Right. They're coming out and they're going to have more and more movies coming out. And these actors are coming less and less. And I'm like, I can still act. I can still do this. You know, even though I don't really need to do this. I'm here. Like every time I see a Tom Cruise picture, <laughs> it's Tom like Cruise. it's like he's just doing it because I'm still here. Like I'm, I could still act my ass off and give you award-winning performance yeah. or a, a close blockbuster hit. Because I mean, come on, Oblivion was good. Don't get me wrong. Right, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like. I wasn't oh, like, oh my god, my awesome. god right. yeah. you know, like I'm can't, I'm glad I saw that, you know. Yeah, it was a good movie. It's a good popcorn movie. You can sit down and it's a little kind of a mind fucking it, but it's still a kind Jack of like Jack Reacher. Yeah, you know, it was a good movie, but it wasn't like <laughs> I'm so glad that my life has changed seeing Jack Reacher. I, I understand. I guess yeah. when Tom Cruise becomes, you know, like I, mean, I guess if Tom Cruise ever walks into a Marvel movie or a DC movie, then I maybe I'd be worried. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who could Tom Cruise play? <laughs> Batman. You know what? Nah. <laughs> no, you already got Ben Affleck. You don't need... I'm Tom Cruise... If you had to film Tom Cruise as in a Marvel or DC comic hero... I mean, let's go hero, not villain. Okay. I, all right. I'll, I'll go with hero. Because he plays all the heroes in every movie. Yeah. I don't see Tom... The only bad guy I've ever seen Tom Cruise was in Collateral. And he was good in it. And yeah. you can kind of say Lestat was a bad guy. But yeah. Eh, yeah. I think that there was more futz around that than him in Collateral. Which I thought he was good, but... DC. If I gotta go DC... Any of them. Just... Well, I'm trying to... I'm just trying to get to a genre so I can go through a list of characters quickly and, and, oh, and think okay. of a... Think you're of trying cat- to systems, you know, yeah. categorize it. Like, yeah. like you're like because it's a huge Rolodex, and you go, oh, any any hero movie, it's like oh, any, geez, any so iconic superhero that the that the that the world either knows by name or has heard of. Shazam. Fuck, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to go outside the box. I don't want to go with some character well, we've seen a hundred times. No, no, actually that, uh, now, believe it or not, I actually can see, almost see that because in a way, like, well, Shazam's kind of childlike yeah. and kind of wide-eyed and kind of like, oh, he's like the ultimate fanboy because he's a kid mm-hmm. who gets the powers right. and says Shazam and bang, bing, bang, boom, he's in the cape. Yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe. I mean, you would need a kid who's shorter than Tom Cruise and he's shorter than it is. <laughs> But that was the only thing I was thinking of. Was like, oh, the height, the height aspect. Of well, it. I don't think it matters. I mean, at this point, now could you see him as because you've already? Can, it's hard to go hard to see somebody else as this character, but since of his height and his action, you're gonna say Wolverine? Yes. No. Okay. No, because Tom Cruise doesn't have the anger. There's a dead air. Dead air. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to think about it. Like, like, I'm trying to think of because yeah, like his anger is more of a quiet anger. Tom Cruise can't brood. Yeah, 
uh, Hugh Jackman can brood. Hugh Jackman kind of is, is, is I think, solidified the uh, the inner rage of being Wolverine. I don't think Tom Cruise has any inner rage in him to to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen him be like a heavy, but not really like like I can't see him screaming, popping claws, and slicing somebody open. Right. Right. And that's not because of his height, just because of his acting ability. <laughs> 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 uh, well, how about you? Do you have any ideas of characters for Tom Cruise? Yeah, I gotta be honest, no. I mean, because he's just—he's an actor that I don't see in any of those kind of movies. Okay, like when you mentioned, like every once in a while, I'm surprised. Well, I can't see Michael Douglas doing Ant Man. I re- really—that <clears throat> really blows my mind sometimes because well, of thinking about it. Because it's like the s- stuff I've seen him in. I'm just, I just—I can't see it. I can't see it either, especially when he's on the tail of Liberace. Yeah. I mean, this is the next thing he's going to be in after the Liberace movie. It's like, I wish my brother George was here. Now I'm Ant-Man. Like, yeah. I mean, let's face it. He's going to be the older Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, it could be a small role. I mean, I don't know how big, you know, how big a role. I don't think it's really going to be that action-oriented for him because of his age. I mean, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of CGI if he well, is. Well, um, what's his face? Paul Rudd is going to be the predominant character. Right. So I think that he's going to, like... The mantle's going to be handed off to him in some wacky way. Because that's, going again, going to be more action comedy yeah. than more in the vein of Guardian of the Galaxy than Captain America. Oh, I see Robert Redford. That's another one that's... He, I, yeah. I love Robert Redford. I mean, like, there is, I, like, I can't think of a Robert Redford movie that I've seen that I didn't like. Right. You know? And, and it wasn't a movie of a Robert Redford movie that... I mean, of course, I, may, I haven't seen all of his films. Right. But all the films I've seen have been impactful. Yeah. You know? There's not a movie that's like, ah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, it, I think it depends on his role of in this movie where it's just kind of like, uh, all right, you know, if he's playing like a government, like a, a senator. Yeah. Who, he, he he has that air of regalness. I, that's what I mean. Like he can, he that's can pull saying. it off. Like he's got that aristocracy of, of movie actors with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas that these people... Like, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, I think these actors are taking these movies to another stratosphere of legitimacy for us in terms of geek movies being an actual film that somebody can go, you know, just like, you know, uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid or uh, uh, the, I'm trying to think of the other one with the, he was the, uh, the con game one. Um, The Sting. The Sting, yes. Movies like that, it's like, you know, the, you know, the natural. Those movies, you know, now Captain America, Winter Soldier is going to be like a part of that. Even though he might not have like a minuscule role in it, you know, maybe half hour of the film at m- most. Right. You know, in the film. But it's going to be that kind of like impactful to see Robert Redford in this film that's going to make this movie that much more better, I hope. Well, yeah, you always hope. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I do kind of... I agree. I mean, I like when you have those power notes, you have those icons. Because I mean, but you and I are also looking at it too as there are icons. Mm. There is a ten-year-old kid who has no idea who Robert Redford is. I think I think Robert Redford doesn't matter what your age is. As soon as he's on screen, and he can be give the ability of what his craft does, what he does to the craft, will make it that much more. Impactful. I, no, no, I, I agree. But I guess I almost kind of look at it as. These actors, these key actors that have been uh, pretty much an icons through our lives growing up, mm-hmm. 
I think now are looking to try to reestablish themselves in another younger generation. I mean, because there were actors than when we were growing up that were older. Like, let's look, look, look at Uncle Jesse mm. from Dukes of Hazard. He was a big actor at one point, mm-hmm. but we know him as Uncle Jesse, the twilight of his years. Right. Or, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, you can't do somebody like William Shatner. Right. But look at um, Malcolm McDowell. Here's an actor a lot, lot more people know him through, like now we're going to say the Sprint, the Sprint commercial. Yeah. You know, or from Franklin and Bash, or from the Halloween movie, the remake of the Halloween movie. Right. Some people aren't going to know that he was in Clockwork Orange or in, you know, Caligula. He was in a lot of movies. He was, he he, was in Blue Thunder. Or he again, was the bad guy in Blue Thunder. Did yeah, you know that? Yes. That blew my mind. He <laughs> or, did a documentary in the 80s <clears throat> about the Beatles, the complete Beatles. It's like probably the best one. He's the narrator. Uh-huh. You know, it's like he's he, in a lot of shit. Or Helen Mirren's another actress who's... Yes. Who, and he, she was a major star, but people can remember her from the Reds movie. Yeah. So I mean, it's like one of those she things. Was like, great in Hitchcock too. I've been watching that. Film I told over you and over she again was awesome in that HBO, movie. Yeah. Did you get to the part where she chews him out? Oh yeah. That we're watching the movie, and she's not hardly in it through most of it. But in that now, that's a movie again. People, if you if you've never seen Hitchcock, Anthony Hopkins, you don't see Anthony Hopkins. No, you see Alfred Hitchcock. He's really. Pull the ghost of Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I mean, visually, you know, just mannerisms and stuff like that. And she plays his wife, and she's kind of quiet throughout most of me. But then there's this one scene where she rips into Alfred Hitchcock. And I leaned over to my dad and went, that's why she's Helen Mirren. Because she stole the movie from Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yes. In one, in a five-minute scream. Like, not even a scream, just being real, like, badass. Mm -hmm. Just chewing him out. And I went... That's why she's Helen Mirren because she, maybe she just yelled at Alfred Hitchcock and he at, at him and you completely forget that that's him. Yeah. Oscar winning Hannibal Lecter, like the guy is when he's on screen he commands the screen time. Yeah. And for her to cut him as quickly and as viciously and as powerful, it made me went, holy mackerel! That's like an Oscar winner performance right there. Yeah. I think she was nominated. Was she? I think so. That was a great film. Though. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah, really good. Was anyway, but, uh, and Scarlett Johansson's in it too. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I mean, all right. Uh, we can argue that whole screen time thing. We got anything else there, Ed? <laughs> well, let's do one more and then we'll call it a night because it's uh, past our time. But uh, let's do some tech news and uh, necklace projectors that could be the next generation. Uh, the, the, the next generation of what? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, if, 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 <laughs> I was posting at the same time on our Facebook page, and that's not correct. It's necklace projectors could be the next smartwatches. Okay, explain. Okay, it's a it's a basically a necklace that you're going to wear, but it's a projector that you can project to the wall, so you can actually see like maps, like you could do like GPS, and you can call it up, you know, through your seer uh, or like a well, of course Google has it now, where you can talk to your thing, and it'll give you step by step directions. You can stand on a wall or Put your hand up in front of it so you can essentially read texts or emails on on your hand as the projector is uh, uh, projecting projecting it onto your hand or a wall. So I thought this was really interesting. It's technology. It's just one of those type of things that you know. I mean, they're they're trying to beat out Google Glass, obviously, as the as the next innovative thing. And this is kind of like really neat that you could actually project something from your necklace or from your chest area, basically. 
onto your hand or a wall that could give you. I mean, okay, I get the process, but I'm looking at that necklace. Yeah. God, God awfully ugly. It looks like a Bella Lugosi necklace that you wore in Dracula. No, it doesn't even look like it. looks like something I would see in um, Logan's Run. Yeah, there you go. In your hand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm past the age. Like, I'm waiting for that sucker to turn glow red when I turn 30. Like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, okay, we're going to wipe out anybody who's 30 and older. As soon as I put that thing on, the thing glows red. Next thing I get shot in the head. I, I mean, I don't, like, I'm curious. See, now, looking at it, I go, okay, there is no way in hell I'd wear that. Because okay. it's gaudy. Number one, I don't really wear much in the way of jewelry. Okay, first you of all. You have an open shirt. You yeah, know, I mean, uh, if, I mean you know, if I wore that, I would need the pimp outfit. Yeah. I would need the bell-bottom yellow pants, the, the platform the elevator, shoes. The elevator shoes with the yeah. fish in it. Yeah. Like, I have the goldfish. I think you would give I'd be like, I think you sport the goldfish. I'd be like, <laughs> where's my bitches at? And they put my hand and look, I can see my screen. Oh, Melody, she's in room 207. <laughs> give me my money, bitch! <laughs> You know, I think you do it better with a cane and a big fur hat. I would need the cane and the fur hat. Yeah. Going, Where's my bitches at? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Your pimp cup and your, yeah. your all your like twenty, uh, yeah, uh, rings on your fingers. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, <laughs> man, I just can't see it. I'm, I just. Well, what if it was a? What if it was something else? What if it was something like a? What uh, <laughs> here you go. What if it was a T-shirt that was the Iron Man T-shirt, like like the the. Uh, they have the uh, oh, what do you call that thing? The arc reactor in his chest, huh? Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, you know? <laughs> I swear, I'd be like this. Bitches better have my money. Just kind of walking down. Oh yeah, with that big gaudy necklace, <laughs> super fly collar going on. Uh, you know, oh yeah. That yellow tracksuit. Oh, yeah. Let me go check my Google necklace. What's it called? (laughs) It's called... Does it have a name yet? Yes, it does. um... Gaudy motherfucker. Gaudy motherfucker. Now, uh... Ah, Jesus. (laughs) I'm laughing too much at you that I... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um... Oh, yeah. Just kind of calling up, looking at my hand, going, I need my bitches where they be at. You know, Melody owes me $150. They're just calling the smart necklace. Smart necklace. Look at my smart necklace. Mm, does my, it's got Quicken on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my online IRS program. Oh, yeah. Where are they at? Just cruising down. Just walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, this bitch is short. <laughs> talking about Pimp Hand. <laughs> I just don't see it. I, I can't. Like, Again, I, 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 I consider one of these, these items to be the next generation. Like that whole, we had the, the, the glass, the, the pads that were glass and you could see through it. You didn't get that one either. Where, you know, it's just like, you don't see the, the need for it. You could operate it from behind. I, I'm okay. Well, see, I'm okay with, like, technology because I'm a tech, I'm tech spoiled. Yes. Everyone knows that. And I'm all for the latest in technology. I still need a functionality to it. Like an iPad. Well, okay. Well, think of it this way. I mean, like, of course, the way they present the articles, the fact is, is that 
people are going to be so lazy that they're not going to pull out their smartphones anymore <laughs> to look at items where they could just do through Bluetooth, call up information, and then the necklace will project it. So you can <coughs> look at a wall or on your hand, this information. So, okay, see, that's the part that kind of gets me. The whole projection onto something. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like, oh, I need to check bus schedules, and it's wintertime, so then you see me standing in a corner going, what's the A-train going? Like, I just... I don't know. Like, you have a whole line of people facing away from each other. That's what we have now. <laughs> you just, you, you, go, go to McDonald's. Go to Burger King. Go whatever, whatever fast food you want. Go to the mall. It doesn't matter. And just sit there and watch people walk by. You'll have all, people. They're you'll on have, their phones. Yeah, I, and they, they don't even have the have headsets to their faces anymore. If they have the Bluetooth earphones, and they're so freaking small now that I'm thinking, is this a psycho bitch? Yeah. That's because that's, she's yelling. What do you mean? You know, <laughs> and she's going crazy. You're like, what the fuck she's talking about? But here she's on the phone because it finally you see it at a right angle. The little blue, the blue right. earpiece in the air. Back so, in the old days, you could tell who was crazy and who wasn't. Right, who's on the phone and who was crazy. Now you're like, I have no idea. <laughs> Bitch better have my money. Who's he talking to? <laughs> I don't know, but he keeps looking at the wall when he does it. Like, that's kind of like, I just, you know, that's how I kind of see it. I, I don't. Yeah, you can do video Skype. <laughs> You're just like staring at it. But see, now I'd be worried. Maybe show me something. You know, right there on the wall. Yeah. Kind of like, no. I don't, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, okay. I get, or it's on your hand. You're like, it's on your hand. And then your hand goes down. And yeah. then it goes away from the Oh, I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch, I can't crank it. Because I got to keep my I hand gotta up. I got to use my leg. I, you know. <laughs> I got to be a switch hitter today. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I would love to see, like, <laughs> I would love to see it on somebody. Because it looks like. It looks tacky. I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll say it looks, there. It looks, looks like, tacky, but it also looks like the size of. I, I want to I say mean, based on the phone that's next to it because there's a, there is a picture you can see it on our Facebook page it is posted so you can see it's it size, ladies and gentlemen but it's it's pretty much a quarter size of that phone I mean if you really a quarter do, size like take your iPhone because that's definitely an iPhone phone, right yeah it looks like if you were to put that on top of your iPhone it would take out maybe like you you could drop it on your iPhone you would shatter your screen that's true <laughs> that's how big what that would shatter thing is. first the necklace or the phone the phone because that looks heavy gaudy and i just can't see i, I don't know I, I mean i'd rather wear a pair of google glasses because i you know, right because you're wearing glasses i now. wear glasses now i mean that's another thing new is like a, is, i would like to see google glasses be incorporated to my current glasses they can yeah you know, really they can yeah. see i'm in it's another 250 bucks how much 250 bucks on top of the how much are google glasses fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> well if you if oh we'll do one more story then let me let me pull this up real quick and post it on our Facebook page. Oh, look at that. Look at that. In, un, what do you call it? Unscheduled tie-in to another there article. There you go. I'm God, genius. We, now we have to do this this article because it's part of it. So hold on a sec as I do this information. Do the, <laughs> do the post. Blah, 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 blah. Copy and paste. Uh, yeah, copy I'm sorry. And I just don't. I, I don't. Ugh. Oh, here's a projector. Here's a video. Projector necklace makes a handy touch screen. I, I don't know. I just can't. I can't. I, I don't feel it. I don't know. All right, our next article. Ready? Yes. Google Glass too expensive. The half price Ed Epson version coming soon. <laughs> it's basically the Marabo BT two hundred improves the whole BT one hundred and have less clunky design, and it's much cheaper than the Google Glass. Yeah, but it looks like a pair of glasses. I mean, literally, would have to go over. Like, it looks like the three D glasses that you would wear on top of your regular glasses. 
That's yeah, kinda... but, but you, you eventually they'll they'll integrate that whole system. I mean, they'll... I'm sure they will. I mean, the Google Glass is too expensive. Half price Epson version coming soon. It's basically some guy walking around with a laptop going, "How's the map?" He goes, "Sir, <laughs> here you go, sir. Here's your Google Maps, sir. Oh, look, and you just kind of look at a touch. You know, you look at your computer screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, and then you go, okay, thanks a lot. And then he closes the laptop and walks next to you. <laughs> Who are you? This is my this is my boy Google. This is, Google. This, this is my Epson class. It's, it's Google Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need one of those now. Just, uh, <laughs> I mean, in the studio. <clears throat> also, it looks like it plugs into your cell phone. Yeah. All right. I, I, okay. I don't know. See, I, I, okay. Here's my problem with the Google Glass in general. Right. Porn. What? Okay. You're on. Go on. You're on the bus. Yeah. You're minding your own business. You're bored. You're scrolling, scrolling emails. Blah 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 blah. You know what? Let me go check out some porn. So there you are in the bus watching porn in front of like. Well, nobody else can see it. Still, I like to keep my filth a little on the private side, (laughs) just a little. What are you doing on a bus? Well, I'm saying if I were to take a bus, you never know. I might need a bus ride somewhere. Let's say I'm taking a bus out to Atlantic City. Okay. You know, there you all go. All right, all right. A bus trip. I'm on a bus trip to Atlantic City. All I right. got my shekels, my $10 they give me for being, you know, buying a ticket. Right. Go, hey, use your shekels for your, you here's know. Here's your roll of quarters. Yeah. Here's your thing of quarters. Here's and I'm tickets. sitting on a bus with a bunch of old Jewish ladies. Yeah. You know, no eye candy to really look at. Right. You know, because when you're on one of those kind of trips, you start looking at the crowd. You go, you start checking people out. Right. I'm a people watcher. Uh-huh. Once I go, okay, scan the bus. Old, 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 old. I'm going to watch porn. <laughs> I mean, Brandon, I mean, you know, you'd probably be the good consensus of the general public. But, I mean, you'd have to learn control. Maybe put on a... But we already live in... Look, we're already turning into the Wally society where sooner or later... We're all going to be in chairs floating with Google shit in front of us. Yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, at this point, I got my necklace. I can, I can, you know, just project a little screen in front of me. Yeah, give me my popcorn and my drink. I don't need to even just surf porn. What's on TV? I mean, we're going to be. We're already a fat, lazy society as it is. Yeah, all this is doing is just. All this is doing is fattening us up for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and we technically are a zombie world anyway because everyone's got their eyes, you know, I mean. Oh, yeah. You, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, I love to watch, like, just going into places and just watching people walk around because it's just like. So all they do is look down, look down, look down, look down. They bump to somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. And they get mad at you. Like, because like, I've, like, I've actually been to parties, though, like, where people are like that. I, 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 you know, like they're on their iPads or or their iPhones, and they're just scrolling well, through. I, and you're like, and you're sitting there, like, I guess I'm not stimulating enough conversation that you know have to go to a game or go to email or whatever. Well, I do game that with my my you know with with Mark, Jess, John. Mm. We all bring our iPads, and sure as shit, we're all sitting at a table together doing our own. Like I'm either doing Candy Crush or Mark was doing this one. He got me hooked on called Another Case Solved. So I'm like, hey, you know, we're all doing that. We're all interacting with each other, but we're kind of not. Right. Because we're all sitting in a room going flip, 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 flip. Yeah. You know, dude, send me a request. Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> Sometimes we'll find like a game that could be community that's free that we all download and share, but we're still doing the like a video game that we all share. Yeah. But there's sometimes where we do play board games and like last night we were playing some Rami. Uh-huh. 
So it was very interactive. But there are moments where you kind of like flip, 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 flip. You know, so I am fully am aware of the society that I live in yeah. where it's not more about the camera. It's like the companionship of just sitting in a room together while you're scrolling through something. I, I get that, but I, I'm still fearful for the fact like something like Google Glass. At least we're active, I think. Like this will just make people sad, fat and lazy. But Google Glass will make BS active? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I mean, if I'm Dude. sitting, in a, if I'm sitting in a chair all day just staring at the Google glasses, where you gonna get up? No, I can't look up. You know. You're gonna see more YouTube videos of people falling into the fountains or falling off something because they're staring at Google Glass while they're walking around. Right. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I just, I just kind of feel like you know, all of this, like, all of this is going on around you, and you're too busy scrolling through your email as you're walking. Like I just think it's too distracting. We we do that now. Yeah, this, I guess this, these are just more innovative ways of doing it. Yeah, all right. I don't know. I just I'm like, just just set an EMP. Wipe out <laughs> technology. No, I love technology. <laughs> I love technology, but I, I, I just use technology for a living. I, I just can't I'd be see. Screwed if I just the can't EMP see, blew us all up. I don't know. I just can't see myself doing the Google Glass thing. I mean, it's neat. It'd probably be neat as a parlor trick. That's the thing. I mean, the technology is so new. I mean, it's it's been out now for a couple of years, but I mean, it's 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 so new now and so expensive that we can't really see because we're not seeing the full. Like, we don't know anybody that has one. I don't right. know anybody that has one. Right, neither do I. And it's one of those type of things that as soon as it becomes commercially viable to ex- like a cheap version, like the Epson version, right? Exactly. When you start seeing something that's like, ooh, wait a minute. You know, like maybe, maybe then you'll be like yeah. on board. But as of right now, I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, like, I, I, I don't see an app, a practical application for me to use this. You know? Yeah, I just, uh, I'm not, I'm not. I go a, from screen to screen. I go from a screen to work to a screen at home. I'm not a commuter. I mean, my commuting is I drive to work in my own car. Right. I'm not, a, I'm not a public transportation guy, which I can see that being something to do. Right. Like maybe you're catching up on your emails as you're going to work. Right. Or maybe you're watching you know, YouTube videos of people falling in the fountains while you're on your Google Eyes, the ultimate in the, right. like inception. Or you're watching Netflix, you're watching, you're catching up on your TV shows. Right. I mean, I, like I get that. I just, I don't know. Like, I can look down on my phone. Like, uh... I'm saying, you know, people are getting lazier, and you know, and as soon as you go, right price for me. <laughs> yeah. Put them on your face. Hey, you got and... Google Classes now going two for a hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The sunglass version? The regular version. Yeah. <sighs> the half price version, so I'm guessing it's about seven hundred bucks. Yeah, hopefully. I didn't you know, I don't know if they set a price or not. It says uh, half price Epson version coming soon. Google Glasses. If you said the Google Glass was fifteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, you know at the bottom here it says seven hundred dollar price tag. Boom, look at me. All right. We'll be available April first. And it's not an April Fool's joke. We promise. Wah, 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 wah. Wah. Uh, all right. I mean, technology is going to keep advancing whether we want it to. Or oh not. no, no! Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm all about the evolve or die kind of mentality. I'm just like, whew. I just never would have thought we would see that. Like when we were, let's face it, we were kids. Mm-hmm. How would you feel like, like, okay, being born in the seventies, right? The year 2000 seemed to be, like, as a kid, when you're 10, like, oh, oh, man, when I was 10, I'm thinking, wow, the year 2000, because 
when you're watching TV and everything's in the future, they always like, oh, it's 1999, the year 2000. You're like, like the 21st century is when we're all going to be like futuristic and shit. Right. And I'm like, well, I'll only be 30. Oh my God, it's going to be fucking great. Like, and then when 2000 hit, I'm like, where's my fucking flying car? Right. You know, like, where's the future and shit? I mean, granted, in the year 2000, we had cell phones and stuff like that. So it's getting there. Right. But I, I just kind of feel like um, I, I'm always like, I want more. But I also kind of want it to be grander. Like, to me, taking Google glasses or the Google, the necklace thing. Yeah. To me, it almost seems like a step backwards. Because you're not really, all you're doing is taking our current technology making it smaller, which we always do. Right. But by the same token, we're not doing anything to propel that technology to the next level other than make it smaller. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no iPhone but for the... Thing the... Is, the thing is, until somebody comes up with the practical application to use this technology, that's how we we'll always think. Like, we're always thinking we're taking a step back on something. But yet, when somebody goes, hey, I took this piece of junk that everybody thought there was a waste of time, and I did this with it. And people are like, holy crap, that's so convenient. That's going to save so much of my time and my life that I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I, I guess. I, you know, I mean, I just kind of, I'm waiting for the big thing. Like, the big, like, the iPhone revolutionized cell phones. Mm -hmm. The iPad revolutionized tablets. You know, and, you know, now everyone, there's a cheap knockoff. Everyone's doing Right. But I think the tablet's been around for a while before iPad got its hands on it. Right. Um, I want the next... I mean, now what did they do? Oh, we have the iPad Lite or the iPad Mini. Fuck you. Give me the next thing. Like, I don't want... I have an iPad. I don't need it to be smaller. Yeah, but it 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 it, it takes somebody with, with an, a vision that's going to do something that's going to go, it's totally insane, but I'm going to do this. And, I, and then I, a corporation is going to buy that person out, basically, and develop that technology is right. better the thing like apple's done with the ipad but the thing is is that somebody's gotta have that crazy idea and then figure out the way to do it to figure out how to I, do I it. agree but i'm gonna be honest i don't think there's anybody out there well, i mean that I, they were aware of i mean that we're aware of okay, i yeah. can see like because it's like really what would you what would you consider the next evolution to be i i don't I, you know what i maybe better advancement of cards let's go with the flying car right. or a a Cleaner, fuel-efficient to kind of make our cars maybe... I'm not... Trust me, I am not all about saving the Earth because right. my opinion is Earth is fine. When it gets tired of us, it'll wipe us out as it always does. Blizzards, tsunamis, hurricanes, whatever. When it's tired of us, it knows how to clean itself. Right. But wouldn't it be cool to have a battery power car? Yes, we have them, but a fuel-efficient... Like, you don't really lose much and you kind of gain something... Or maybe even a flying car, like a hovercraft. You know, I know we have them, but more streamlined or something. I don't know. Like something that makes the world go, wow. We don't, I don't think we have anybody out there who's shown themselves into the light yet. Because I think that as a society, global society, we've gotten a little lazier. True. Because of convenience like Google Glass and like, you know... I, I don't know. I don't feel like, okay, look at healthcare. When was the last time anybody around the world cured anything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, like, because why? Because treating the symptom is more, it's, it makes more money than the actual cure. cure. Right. So with technology, I feel like 
we can, you know, just feed the people the same old stuff. We'll just make it smaller and smaller and more expensive and people will buy it rather than that next big leap of technology that makes us go, holy crap. Yeah, but the thing is, is that a lot of what a lot of people are doing now is the fact is they feel that like the iPhones and the, and the smartphones, they don't feel they fully grasp all the all the advancements it can do. They don't want to make the next leap until they they pretty much worn this thin. Like, you know, like they, they want to have every app imaginable that you can do that, you know, every convenience that you have. And once they get to that point where it's just like then sales will start to drop because you're like, well, I got the iPhone 12. But it did everything in the iPhone 11 did except maybe cut and paste. Yeah, but don't you don't you fear that by the time we get to the iPhone 12, there's going to be something not there because all those people who would have created that are too busy staring at their phone. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I mean, like we're we're the we're the sheep of society in terms of that technology. There is people out there innovating stuff. They're just, it's not viable. I mean, like, look at, like, um, especially speaking technology, voice-activated uh, stuff and stuff like that. I mean, they've been working there for 30 years. I mean, it's been recently that they've been finally able to handle it in a better light in terms of, uh, you know, like, you know, we could do Siri and you could do the Google version. And then now Microsoft's coming out with their version pretty soon. And, you know, and, and basically now you can talk to your computer and bring things up that, you know, they can, you know, come forward on the Internet or video game systems or whatever. Yeah, no, no, I, um, I just had a vision of a, of a surgeon in an operating room going, Siri, I need the file for this operation. Yeah. You know, because his hands are busy. I get that kind of an application, and I would be like... But I'm saying, the, the voice technology, I mean, they've been doing it since the 80s. They've been, right. they've been trying to do it since the 80s. I mean, there was multiple groups, multiple teams that they were put together to do this, and they failed time and time again. Yeah. And it wasn't until because the technology wasn't there. You know, I remember, I remember talking about this in, like, 1992, and people go, why don't we have that? And I'm like, because the technology hasn't caught up yet. We, we could do it. It's definitely there. The programming can right. be done. It's just that the technology won't be available. Wi-Fi is not there, you know, kind of thing. We were hardwired. We were tethered to our machines. Right. Well, yeah. You know, so that's the thing. Like, like it wasn't until, like, like Wi-Fi technology and they were integrate all that kind of stuff that people could finally do that kind of thing. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, the, the new technology that people, you're hoping for that next leap, I don't think we're there yet because people have these crazy ideas but just don't have the technology to back it up. All right. Okay. I think that's where we should leave, leave it off. Look at Ed on his soapbox. Wow. <laughs> See what happens when Eric is not around? Ed actually talks. <laughs> Instead of pushing buttons. <laughs> All right. Well, again, um, you've been listening to Geeksters live on AquanetRadio.com. And you can also catch us on iTunes Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or live on Aquanet Radio every Sunday night from 10, 7 to whenever the fuck we feel like it. <laughs> That's why it's been recently. Well, that means we're engaging. Yeah, you know, we're actually got we're not on Mister Time's Crunch schedule. We just, you know, <laughs> beauty of live radio and nobody following us is we can afford to. And always banter. go to our go to our Facebook page, Geeksters. Like us, catch the the daily news feeds that we will send you as we as your as you go through Facebook, and enjoy that. Or go to our website, wordswithgeeks.com. Catch old shows. And, of course, this will become a podcast. So when that comes out this week, check that out as well. Also, 
if you <laughs> go ahead. If you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, or just want to talk to Sean and say hello, you can contact at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Ed at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And of course, Erica, always you can talk to her at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And on that note, I think we're going to say goodbye. See you later, folks. Bye. And we're back, folks. <laughs> Wasn't that a laugh riot? <laughs> I'm a musical genius. Yes. <laughs> if that does not get the next film, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be great. And, of course, you know, the whole debate about uh, um, superheroes, you know, Johnny Storm being black. Right. You know, who cares? It was mentioned on our, our Facebook page, you know, there should be more black superhero movies. And I'm like, ah, you know what? My sister posted that she agreed with the comment. And I agree to a certain extent. But the problem is, is that what, you know, since we're talking, what black superheroes do you think are moneymakers? Yeah. That's I mean, a tough one. the list is, you know, like, of course, you can do, you can relaunch Blade again. All right. I mean, I don't know anybody, but like, here's my problem. Not enough black actors that are in the limelight to create black super to generate enough of a buzz to have them in superhero movies. Right. Now, I'm not saying there's not black actors out there, and maybe in some cases they should go with an unknown. Right. But to find a black actor who can pull who has the chops to pull in the role plus the fact that like you know some of the especially some of the black superhero storylines are out there is can you really pull off a good enough script to do it like a static shock or a black lightning to to name two characters in particular right you know could you do those i mean we all know that luke cage is getting his own tv show on the netflix network yeah um but a lot of the like i think a lot of this the black superheroes were prominent in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So you can't really go, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of hard to how to bring a black superhero into modern day. Right. You know, like, okay, I mean, Falcon's going to be in America, uh, Captain America, which, but that makes sense because throughout the 70s and 80s, he was, a, he was partners with right. him. You know, Captain so, America, yeah. All right. Um, so there's your black superhero right now. He, you know, if he's popular enough, give him his own, you know, mm-hmm. he had his own comic for a while. Right. So why not give him his own movie? I mean, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is getting her own, finally getting her own Black Widow movie, right? You know, so, but as far as other black superheroes out there, it's it's slim pickings. I mean, why not, okay, why not do the ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah, Elias Morales, mm-hmm. you know, uh, black Mexican yeah. kid. You know, right. why not? You know, kill off Peter Parker in the movie. And the mantle's handed over there. Okay, fine. Um, I know he exists. You know, he's he's popular. Right. But uh, as far as, I mean, okay, well, in the new X-Men movie, you're going to have Bishop. Right. You know, again, predominant black superhero in the realm of Marvel Comics. That's right. Um, DC doesn't have many black characters, though. I mean, other than Jon Stewart, which we think he's going to be put into the Superman sequel because rumors had it, you know, the Rock is was in talks. Oh, right. I don't know if he's the perfect choice. No. You know, I mean, again, Idris Elba, I think, would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to go, like... You're uh, going to put the Idris Elba and everything. Right? He's perfect in everything. I don't care what like people... like that hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. that shit and everything. Yeah, he's just great. I love him. And I think he could pull that off. I mean, 
he can go military because he's a military background. I mean, yeah. as far as an, a character goes, I mean, mm. as an actor, we've seen him in roles where he is predominantly a mil- like we saw him in uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, a military guy. He can he can emote that authority. Right. And slap a green suit on him, a green ring. I'm John Stewart. He already has the goatee. Yeah. You know, uh, and the short hair. He could pull it off. He could pull it off fine. I mean, a rock I think can pull it off, but. I, I, I never saw, like, he's so big now, muscular-wise. You know? I, I, I mean... And that's where my problem is. I can't physically see The Rock being, you know... There's certain movies I could see The Rock being in, you know, being a part He'd of. be perfect for a Lobo movie. Right. But I don't... I just can't see him as a, a Green Lantern character. I just... It just but not. he worked... He, it worked well for the, the um, G.I. Joe movie. Yeah, but that was more of a military, more action-oriented. I mean, you're going to get a lot of dialogue from Green Lantern, and I don't think that you're going to sustain enough dialogue from I See, now, I'm going to say you have not seen a lot of Dwayne Johnson's roles. You have not. You're not in there. You see him in the action role, Mm -hmm. but watch a movie like Snitch or Faster, where he plays a guy on a vengeance thing. I mean, he can. He knows, especially Snitch was a really great movie, and it was all drama. There was no action, like really very limited action. And it was like, that was an enjoyable movie. I think he could pull it off. I just think physically he's too big and muscle-wise to pull off a Jon Stewart because mm-hmm. that's not, his character has never been drawn that way. Right. I think visually I have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like he was roadblock in G.I. Joe. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, okay, big guy, you know, he's a roadblock of a man. Right. You know, <laughs> John Stewart is more of a, a, a soldier soldier, like, you know, thin, muscular. Like, I think that's why I think, like, Idris could do it because he's in that middle age range. Yeah. And I think that John Stewart, that character kind of, that body shape lends well. Right. But, I mean, as far as that, I mean, we could do Static Shock. It's already a failed comic book. Yeah. So... I mean, it did get a slight run in the '90s after uh, the uh, Batman animated series. They were trying. right. It had a good had a good run in the cartoon, but he was part of the New Fifty Two, mm. and it didn't. It was one of the first ones that was canceled because no one was buying Static Shock comics. Now, if you do a Static Shock movie, it might propel the comic book again, mm. but I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's. Well, I was just trying to think of off the top of my head, black. Uh, Superheroes that could be portrayed in movies, right? I mean, yeah. Black Lightning. Okay, Mister Terrific. Mister mm. Terrific isn't that strong of a character in general. Yeah, he's second, third tier best, at yeah. best, and he's a gadget guy. He always seemed to be more like I don't know. It's really hard. To like I guess you can go with Red Tornado. Red Tornado. I think I don't know if he was black or white. I mean, he always had the physical characteristics of a black man. But I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I could okay. be completely wrong. Right. Um, oh, hello there. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Let's end this quickly. <laughs> the gas is coming. Um, Black Lightning. Eh, all right, maybe. But he, were, again, works better. Most of the predominantly black characters in the DC universe have always been part of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very few standalone black superheroes. Black Panther would work. I would see a Black Panther movie. Yeah. But that's kind of hard to do because, you know, I don't know if Black Panther would sell to a large audience. Because, I mean, let's face it, as much as I would like to see a Black Panther movie, is there a financial reward to produce that kind of a movie? 
Well, well, the the, the bigger thing is, is I'm going to go along with like the Blade movies. I mean, uh, actually, like in the late '90s, Blade was Marvel's last first hope. attempt. Yeah, it was. A, it was basically first attempt a f- and our last hope because they were going to go under if right. if Blade didn't succeed. And the thing is, is that you had Wesley Slips and you had a good storyline for it. And you had a good, you know, thing. Well, the first one, the, by the third one, it just fell apart. Part, I mean, right. um, I was watching, I read an article with Patton Oswalt saying these were the problems that were going on that Wesley Snipes turned into like a major asshole. That's the reason why a lot of the, the storyline fell onto Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel is because Wesley Snipes was hardly on the set. Hmm. It was really like real difficult that like he was pitching fits and stuff like that. And it was really he he would have to be addressed as Blade, not as Wesley. Like he was one of those actors. Yeah, okay. And he was real difficult to work with. So you know, like and again, he kind of did define the role as Blade. I mean, could you reboot it? Sure, but again, it falls back onto black actors. Mm-hmm. No, it's the pool of young black actors is small cuz I mean, but the thing is the, the the point I was trying to make about it was the fact is is that do you think Blade would be the great movie that would be because they took a chance and it's like they didn't know how well it was going to succeed because to be honest with you, Blade wasn't really a major character. No, it never really was. In any, in any form. He was definitely a third tier character. But he, they, I collected them, but that's because right. I like vampires. Right. But I mean like in the majority of, of, of collectors and stuff, they weren't really collecting yeah. comics. So it was really tough for them to, to portray this character as a Marvel character. So it's like they had major success with it. So I'm thinking like maybe another character like uh, Black Panther could make success if they have the right people behind it. That's right. the key. That was the right. That's right. always the key. It's it's great people behind it. Can it produce money? <clears throat> and storyline because he's supposed to be an African king mm-hmm. of what's the Uganda. Name? What Uganda? Uganda. That's not the name of the country that it's from. It's that begins with a W. Oh. Chaka or something like that. No, no, I can't look it up. Uh, I'll look it up here. See, uh, here you go. Black Panther. <laughs> okay. Nope. Uh, Black Panther comics. Here we go. Come on. Uh, continue. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so the point I was trying to make is, is that if you get the right black actor to do it, maybe eat yourself. Wakanda. Wakanda. The King of Wakanda. His Majesty, the King of Wakanda, Mr. Oaken O Quo. Onquo. Onquo, yeah, thank you. Uh, his abilities are superhuman senses, Olympic level strength, speed reflexes, stamina and agility, genius level in- genius level intellect, skilled hunter, scientist, tracker, strategist, uh, inventor and hand to hand combat, trained gymnast and acrobat, wields for Vibranium uniform, boots, and equipment. Wields retractable vibranium claws, which can slice through any substance. Kind of like their version of Antimanium, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, he first appeared in the Fantastic Four in 1966. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see, you know, he's pretty much the first black superhero in mainstream American comics. Debuting several years before such early African-American superheroes as Marvel Comics' The Falcon, Luke Cage... And DC Comics, Tyrock, Black Lightning, and Green Lantern's John Stewart. Hmm. So, I mean, there's there's a good history behind it. Right. I just don't like how how would it sell in a modern audience? Right. You know, like you don't really. There's no Black Panther comic book out. He's been reduced to 
kind of like appearing in other issues. Other yeah, issues. mainly in like X Men versus Avengers because you know he married Storm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe with the X Men Days of Future Past, maybe we might see because Storm's in it. Maybe we might see back Black Panther. Yeah, that would be kind of nice. But I don't think Marvel is going to let Black Panther go be introduced into another movie, right? Because they might want to keep it for themselves. I mean, let's face it: the reason why X Men is still 20th Century Fox because they're still producing movies, right? But, I mean, as far as, like, real strong black superheroes, not much out there. No. You know, so it's slim pickings as far as roles, but also slim pickings as far as actors going to go. Are you going to get the Michael B. Underwood and every black superhero? I mean, Denzel Washington? Eh. <laughs> you know, I mean, unfortunately, we're reduced to, there again, not many young black actors that aren't, also, rap artists that want to be actors, right. and they're all in. I mean, with the only success that I can think of is uh, um, RZA, you know, from the Wu Tang. Yeah. Wu Tang Forever. What? What? Um, Fifty Cent. Yeah. Um, LL Cool J. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not laughing. It's just, it's just the the thought. But it's like you know what? He's 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 proved himself in uh, NICS Los Angeles. NICS Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. But would he take, he would make a pretty good Black Panther. Yeah. You know, he's got that, when he walks into a room, he goes, you go, wow. Yeah. That's all cool, Jay. I mean, even I'm like, God damn, he's just, just a badass. I mean, I could see it. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week on the on the live show. Because yes. then we're going to have Erica jump in. But for right now, I mean, I think that we kind of covered the bases for now. We'll, we'll revisit that at a later at date. A later date yep. Especially when it gets closer to more, like, more controversy around it and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, but until then, I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And as always, listen to us live on Sunday nights, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on aquanetradio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps, but always go to our Facebook page and like us. Send it to a friend and have them like us. But also to catch news feeds because we did post all our new all our news articles from Nerd News. But also see what was on the cutting room floor. What didn't make Nerd News this week? <laughs> yes, and also go to our Words Week Geeks if you haven't already. Because I'm assuming that you're either downloading it through iTunes or through our WordsWeekGeeks.com webpage for current and past episodes. So if you're listening to it fresh, you got it from there. Let a friend know. And share us with the world. Because Geeks is worldwide, baby! Yo, yo! <laughs> so, and on that note, kids... <laughs>